Hello, everyone, and welcome to Mildly Heroic, the Pathfinder RPG podcast featuring the Iron Fang Invasion adventure. Let's begin. be in here long. I just need to pick up some items. Ooh, I do like shopping. Oh, don't mind if I do. Good morning, gentlemen. Is there anything I can help you with? Haha, <laughs> potion seller. My cousin and I here are adventurers, and uh, we require your strongest potions. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but my potions may be too strong for you, sir. <laughs> too strong? <laughs> What's he going to do? Turn him into a loot? I'd pay to see Ulrit like that. <laughs> Ulrit? The Ulrit? That's me, the greatest bard in Nirmathos, at your service. Oh, I don't know anything about that, but there's some folks looking for you. I have that problem a lot. People travel from every corner of the country to hear my stories and songs. I don't think these men were interested in stories. What do you mean? Well... Not interested in my stories? Oh, now you've done it, sir. Oh, boy. You're going to want to sit down, sir. Sit down? It's story time! The heroes of Fandar, Aiden, Nayari... Theros and Oren clashed with a troop of hobgoblins and goblins who were setting the fangwood ablaze. They quickly dispatched the fiends without too much trouble, and Theros and Oren dispelled the flames with their spells. Next, the party continued exploring, and to their surprise, discovered a group of survivors, including a certain someone. <laughs> As you guys walk into this camp, you see a number of people here. And a couple things. Right off the bat, you see that all of the people here look very malnourished, very sickly. They're all very weak. And you see that a number of them have actually been pretty severely wounded. Uh, He can tell that these people have been suffering from some level of disease. It looks like some of their wounds might be infected at this point. And there's some telltale signs of uh, the same disease that you guys encountered, filth fever, that's been going across this camp. But they've not been quite as fortunate as you guys have been. We're uh, a group of survivors from Feindar. And you? What a coincidence. We are too. Boy, you got any supplies? Um, yes, we do have supplies. Uh, what is it that you need? We did bring some food with us, but we don't have quite enough to feed everyone, I'm afraid, because we're also pretty far away from where we're staying. Um, So we want to make sure that we have enough to get back. But we hardly need food, love. We need medicine and and healing. Um, I I have one vial of anti-plague. How long have you have you guys been out here? We've been out here for oh, it's it's probably been close to a week. It's, it's hard to keep track of the days anymore, but it's probably been about a week, maybe a bit more. We were told that you might be here. We actually came looking for you. We have a group of survivors who are living in some caves that are well fortified. We would love to take you there. So you mean to tell us you haven't fought off all the hobgoblins back in Fandor yet, have you? No. Oh, God, I was worried I wouldn't have had... 
a part in it. And he's, or uh, it's looking a little weak, so he just kind of plops down next to the tent. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Let us introduce ourselves. Um, my name's Nayari. Um, we have companions Oren and Theros as well. Oren and Theros, would you like to join the conversation? Oren, Oren hobbles over to Nayari and like gets down on one knee. He's like, oh, I've only heard tales of how beautiful the Kellids are. Might I say you are the fairest I've witnessed so far in my travels. Hey, calm down, Tiny Toes. We just met him. Oh, you're just jealous I'm not flirting with you for once there, Frampton. Oh, it's a relief. And you? Who might you be, strong lad? As he looks at Aiden. Ah, uh, my name is Aiden. Uh, who, are, who are you again? I did not catch your name. Oh, isn't it obvious? Yep, you had to have heard of me. Well, I'm Ulrich, the bard. Ah, I've heard of your tales. They say you're a great storyteller. As Niari was saying, these are the rest of our companions, uh, Seros and Orin, and we have two others with us as well. You know what? I, I think I recognize you. Did you, last year at the Market Festival, I feel like you tried Kynings game that she had set up but you'd only made the bell go up like two inches if I recall I think it was like a record low for the game that, that was you wasn't it it was it was a, a halfling of sorts and your voice is very familiar <laughs> oh you must be misunderstanding that was probably my cousin Joseph he often likes to travel with me Oftentimes, my heroics and uh, stunning good looks, if I might add, often get me confused with him. But he's a bit of an imbecile, if I might say so myself. Let's run in the family. It is not safe here in the southern Fainwood. It is way too close to Feindar. But I promise, we have a place for you. If you would come with us. Oh, I would very much like to see this. Please, please lead the way. We actually have something that we have to do as well, though. I <laughs> did you misunderstand our situation? We are not mere survivor. <laughs> we are heroes just as you are. We can wait another day. You go do what you need to do and bring back stories of your adventures. On one condition. When I am fully back to my myself, you allow me to join you on your adventures, eh? After discussing their plans with the other survivors, our heroes journeyed onward toward the Kellid Shrine in hopes of restoring Nayari's dear friend Ilika. But the shrine was already occupied. Atop the giant burial mound stood a hobgoblin warpriest surrounded by his underlings. The heroes fought viciously and bravely, filled with fury at the desecration taking place. Aiden loosed his arrows. Theros summoned a troop of animal companions. Oren channeled Torag's holy wrath, and Nayori brought down her destined strike on the evil creatures. Just as they defeated the Warpriest Sunderlings, a battalion of undead rose from the mound and attacked. The Hobgoblin let loose a menacing laugh as he struck at the heroes himself. Oren stood stalwart and he burned away the zombies and skeletons with Torog's mighty power. Yet, one by one, the war priest 
cut down the party. First Aiden, then Volus, then Orin. Tharos once again was overcome with anger at the sight of his friends in danger, and he transformed into a wild boar. Nayari too was filled with determination, vengeance, and pure rage. The two assaulted the war priest, a barrage of tusk and axe. Finally, all three of them on death's door, the blood rager swung with all her might, every ounce of her strength and hatred fueling her attack. Her blade cut through the wicked creature, and he crumbled to the ground, defeated. That's where we last saw our heroes, atop the mound of bodies, refusing death's call, beckoning them to the afterlife once more. Yet who knows what dangers or adventure awaits them next. Well, I would start role-playing, but I am unconscious. I am also unconscious. So, <laughs> Nayari, Theros? <laughs> yes. The talkers um, of the party. Yes, the most sociable <laughs> members of the party. Yeah. Yes, as uh, Nayari finishes her attack and puts an end to this evil hobgoblin war priest, you look around and you see a boar and a bunch of unconscious allies as well as like 16 corpses on this mound what uh did what you say are a you... boar yeah did you say boar did i hear you right yeah boar? theros is yeah, a boar, boar. yeah theros oh that's right a boar. Okay. yep yep that checks Boros. out so... <laughs> i knew that Boros. <laughs> Boros. Don't, don't cry for the boar man okay we have boros and bad ghosts <laughs> bad Badger Theros? Barrows? Bad, no, no, that'll be when he's a bear. Badgeros? Badgeros. probably Badgeros. better. Like wow, that. that was more complicated than it used to be. Sarah, <laughs> you were you were stripping over that line. <laughs> um, so Nayari first thing, once that guy falls, um oh, is he gone? His body's gone. I just moved everybody to be in one area so I could see how oh. many of corpses were on there. <laughs> oh, so this was body. the guy? <laughs> he was telling yeah. the carnage. Okay. So, first thing she's going to do, because she doesn't know that the rest of the party <laughs> isn't dead, so she will run over and just make sure, see if everyone's uh, breathing, which I believe everybody was stabilized. She didn't know that. Um... So nobody appears to be actively dying, correct? Or do I need to roll heal? No, I mean, you could just take 10 and then look at them over and you oh. can tell that they are stable. None of them appear to be actively dying, but they are all very unconscious, very wounded by taking the absolute beating from that guy's flail. <laughs> I wouldn't describe it that way. We, we held our own almost. Is that flail still there? <laughs> I would think so. We'll deal with that later. <laughs> yeah. Um, she'll kind of relax slightly, and then immediately she's going to look for Illica and Rena, wherever they are. 
Yeah, you can you can call out to them. Uh, at this point, it's basically <clears throat> night, and so you can't see very well. But if you were to pull out a torch or just call out to them or whichever you do, we do they, have our Ion torches. So I don't know how those work functionally, yeah, but yeah, but they would be outside of that range. So. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. So yeah, you can call out, and Rena will eventually bring Ilika with her over to the mound. Okay. Try to find their tokens and put them on the map here. Theros, what do we do? You can't stay as a board. You have to help. I cannot help them. Rena, can you help them? Is there anything that you can do? I I can I can maybe cast a few spells, but I, I only have so many. I can't get all three of them up myself. I I have a potion. Um, I will give Orin my cure mod. I was hoarding. You are a peach. That is nice. You, you get 10 HP. <clears throat> Hopefully that's enough. As I, I wake believe... up. <laughs> I was just going to say, I believe that Rena, as an adept, can cast a first level spell twice per day. Sounds about right. Oh, interesting. So she would have prepared one Cure Light Wounds and then one other spell that isn't going to be terribly useful here, but I'll roll a d8 plus two and this would probably be on Iden. Still unconscious. Yikes. How far down were you? Negative six, so that almost brings me up, but not quite. And then Rena kind of looks at you and she says, I'm, I'm sorry, that's that's about all that I can do. I mean, I can treat their wounds, but I, I don't think I can do much more than this. No, I appreciate it. It's it's more than I can do right now. There, Typical uh, Ward fashion, fashion as he sits up from being unconscious, just, Torox, tongs, that hurt! <laughs> Every time I get knocked out, it's going to happen. It's a new catchphrase. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah, trademark, thank you. Only since <sighs> when he goes down. Yes, only when he wakes up from being knocked out. <laughs> I have nothing to help. I have zero healing spells and no channels. Well, do you have any spells? You know, not that you have to do this, but you could convert them to cure light wounds. I think, unless your archetype got rid of that. Ther- Theros. Theros has a is... wand as soon as he's no longer. Yeah. I thought the only ones I could convert were ones that were inflict light wounds. I don't think so, because I think, like, Theros can spontaneously cast Summon Nature's Ally. I think you can spontaneously cast Cure Light Wounds. That might be true. Jason? I, I believe so. The verdict good, is on you. A good cleric can channel stored spell energy into healing spells that she did not prepare ahead of time. The cleric can lose any prepared spell that is not an Orison or Domain spell in order to cast any cure spell of the same spell level or lower. Oh, I'm sorry. Only a female cleric can do that. Sorry, Orin. (laughs) Specifically Um, said she. Okay, so I've got a couple of cure light wounds I'll use on... Oh. I mean, not saying that you have to. No, no, no. I don't want you to waste your spells, but... Well, before you do that, I mean, I think Theros would be acting first because he's still coming up. Um, Mm -hmm. Theros would have reverted back to his uh, regular form and cast uh, cure light wounds using the wand on Volus and Aiden. Go ahead and do Volus first, I assume. He is MVP. 
Um, so that's actually kind of cool. I didn't realize they actually describe it as storage. So in the universe, maybe your spells per day is like related to your innate like magical affinity, like how much power you literally hold. It's kind of yeah, and it says that it's alignment based. I mean, that's a good thing. I'm a good cleric. I mean, can well, you be a that's four for each of you? Shake it. Okay, you worship cleric. an evil god. You can be a oh. neutral cleric if you want to. I don't know why. I like to think that. A, a cleric's number of spells per day is a direct correlation to how Must good they are right? at, at devoting themselves. Oh. <laughs> and then, like, a wizard's spells per day is just how much he can memorize in a given day. <laughs> <laughs> how much does he read? Is he a speed reader? Uh, did you see, Josh, you got four? Oh, I got four? Okay, so he... Okie dokie dokie. So as he comes into consciousness, and he's barely conscious at the moment, um, I think there's kind of like, he looks around and like, immediately recognizes what hap- what's happening and what happened. And he's got those like, those like painful burning tears. He's just so frustrated that once again, he, he wasn't the last one standing and he put someone in that position and so he's just like quiet and just like trying to hold back anger and tears and it's just like he won't he doesn't stand up or anything he just like fighting them back it's a good thing that that coming back up from being unconscious isn't like dark souls where you like go down in your maximum hp every time you get knocked out and come back up that would not be ideal that would be really bad be... I could figure out some sort of mechanic for that. No, no I don't think that's what's suggesting uh, it. Rolling, that wasn't the situation. Rolling poorly now for the wand. That's that three is for you, Josh. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Free <laughs> 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 Justin, for those of you listening to the podcast later, Justin wrote in the chat, an old man runs up and yells, you'll never be a ranger, and then scampers into the woods. I'm not going to lie. I thought you were all going to die. Theros, I thought that thing was going to kill you. I don't like being one of the last to stand, especially for something that you all came and did for me. I'm so sorry. I feel like this is all my fault. Aiden is shaking um, and tries to say something, but can't bring himself to talk. Theros is also frustrated again, having given into that rage that he was so adamant against using before, uh, and, and, and you know, stirring his beast mode, for lack of a better word, wild shape. And, uh, and he just replies softly to Nayari, "You have nothing to be ashamed of." And that's, and then he remains silent after that. I don't know if this was worth it, though. Aiden is looking at Ilika. Just kind of, like... Doesn't take his gaze off of her and sees... You know, how she's reacting to things. You're looking at Ilika? 
Ilika. She has a very vacant expression. She's kind of looking slightly upwards into the starry sky, but she doesn't say anything. She doesn't really make any movements. Rena is still kind of holding on to her arm a little bit. I don't know if we can continue this. You are all badly beaten up. I don't I don't know if we can do this. What if there's more? What if more of these things rise up when we try to do this ritual? I I I don't know what I'll do if any of you die. Um Aiden is moving to stand up right now and unfortunately does not have a potion of cure light wounds in my inventory like I thought I did. <laughs> did you use you had a cure moderate wounds at one point did you use that no i gave it to you You remember oh you took it when you went scouting off by yourself and you almost met that cat thing again yeah you had taken that potion yeah okay i didn't know if you'd used it i didn't remember you using it yeah i didn't so he's gonna remember that he has that because for him it was two days ago for me it was three weeks it was a long uh, time <laughs> and so he is going to go ahead and use that cure moderate so that's going to be what 2d8 plus 3 3 correct alright show it to me on your character sheet no <laughs> I don't feel like it it's not I bad. have a scroll of cure light wounds that I can use Ooh, all right, not bad. Um, Jason, if you need you to see it, literally rolled a max die and a, and a minimum die. Minimum die. Um, <laughs> Jason, it was on the party inventory sheet. So I'm not canon. He, he's being facetious. Doesn't don't, count. What are you rolling what? for again? Don't listen to him. His opinion doesn't matter. That was he used a cure light wound, or cure moderate wounds, wounds on himself, and then Oren, ha- you said you had the scroll of. Um, oh, cure light wounds. Cure light wounds. Yeah, so I was going to use that on myself if everybody's all right with that. Yeah, absolutely. You do you. Um, without I shall. As he's <laughs> going to stand up, he keeps his vision on Ilica and doesn't look to anyone else as he's talking. And Iden will say, like, still shaking off some of some of the shakes. Um, it will be worth it, Niadi. And now he'll turn to look at everyone else. If more to come, we will fight them. That's well, what we do. Let's first see if there's anything that might help us on any of these guys. So she's looking specifically for potions. Okay. So you're looking over all of these corpses here. Obviously, the zombies and the skeletons don't have anything particularly useful. The okay, so the war, we'll start with the war priest. Okay. So a couple of things that he has. He has a light flail, some That's javelins. It? It's not even yep. masterwork nope, or anything. Nope, just a normal light Dang. flail. That's really dumb, Jason. It's <laughs> really dumb. You don't need much more when you... That thing was wrecking us! Well, yeah, you don't need much more when you have, like, sacred weapon, your evil blessing, magic weapon, (laughs) spell, all of the buffs. Sacred sacred weapon is no joke, though, for real. What the heck is sacred weapon? So, basically, what he had done is he had done an oil of magic weapon to make his weapon a plus one. 
he then used sacred weapon to give it a, an enhancement bonus which he that's how he got the corrosive so he added the 1d6 oh. corrosive but he only did it for four rounds because he can only use that ability for four rounds. Is it an enhancement bonus? I think it's a profane bonus. Why don't I have sacred weapon? It's an enhancement the... bonus. There's no such thing as a. This is, is like, this is like an actual weapon enhancement uh, bonus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a it's a war priest thing, not yeah. a cleric thing. It's also a paladin thing, I think. That's you... cool. Next level, yeah. Orin becomes a war priest. <laughs> Multi classes. <laughs> paladin. Paladin. You but, could be, uh, yeah, you're lawful good. Paladin of Torog. Yeah, so Light Flail, some Javelins, which he never used. I think I forgot that he had those. Alright, I'm not really interested in those. Uh, Masterwork Chainmail, Masterwork Heavy Wooden Shield. He used mm. a couple of those potions. The only potion that he has left that wasn't used is a po- was one potion of Cure Light. Okay, who needs that? What are you guys looking at for HP? I'm at 18. I'd say my oh. HP is about a 6. <laughs> <laughs> you Okay, Theros, you take it. I'm at 19. Same with Volus. Volus and Theros are both at 6. Yikes. Oh, oh, how okay. are we doing on the wand? I'm going to burn one more spell just to cast one more time on myself. You're also still showing us dead. Yeah. Jason, also, be, be, be careful about... Uh, I mean, if we do run into something, what did you give? What did you give Theros? I burned potion of cure light wounds. Okay. Uh, barb chains is what I burned. Oh, okay. So oh, not, not a huge deal. No. <clears throat> I just wrote in the inventory masterwork chain meal, not <laughs> chain meal. Chain meal. Delicious. Yummy. Yummy. Ooh, there's finally a good roll. There you go. That's what we're talking about. All right. we're Ferris is it. at 15 now, and Volus is at 12. And I'm at 21. Ooh, so you're going to live forever. And our wand at Cure Light Wounds things. is down to 16 uses left. Oh, man. <laughs> we're just burning through that wand. Yikes. Well, we might have to burn th- if we're... Well, we'll figure it out. It doesn't help I had to use all three channels during the yeah. fight. Yeah, right. yeah. I... Oh, man. I'm if so nervous about staying, this. If we're staying here, we've got to heal up. If we're going, if we're leaving now, then that's a different situation. Are we? We're is just going to leave. Yes. Is this where we fought like, yeah. all these things. <laughs> we're just going to so, go. Okay, bye. So my point is, we probably would want to consider. Well, maybe we don't though. Maybe we just we I poke mean, Ilica with a stick, and if nothing happens, we leave. Like we're on a we're on a timeline here. We've got to do it when the. Like yeah. we don't know if tomorrow's going to be cloudy. Or no, we have to wait for when it's as dark as possible. Which, how many hours from now is that, Chase? It's probably another. So you're getting right into the night at this point. So probably oh, yeah. two hours or so. For those okay. of you joining us for the first time for the stream or the podcast, we are at this mound because Nayari's friend Ilika, who is mostly. Um, I don't know. How would you describe a catatonic Cata- state? Catatonic, basically. Uh, Nayari had visions that seemed to indicate that she needed to bring her friend to this Kellid shrine in order to remove that catatonic state from her, and, uh, and it has to be at the specific time, and that's what we're in- endeavoring to do. Yeah, because it has to be a dark night, but the stars have to be visible, so it has to be like a yeah. really starry night. So right. we were confused, thinking we needed a full moon, but we wanted not a full moon. So we um, found another cure light wounds, Chase. 
Yeah, I'm, okay. writing, I'm writing out. So the heavy trooper had one cure light wounds, one potion of endure elements, and then two alchemist fires. Okay, one endure elements, two alchemist fire. One endure elements. Ooh, we're just stacking up the alchemist fire. We got four of them bad boys. Well, and I was going to say, I'm the last two, one of them at least. Well, there's a couple more. So the last ones is that the grenadiers they each had so these numbers are doubled because there were two grenadiers so they each had one cure light wounds potion okay they each had two alchemist fires so it's another four yes well they each had uh, a healer's kit you've got a couple of those they each had four uh oils vials of oil okay and they each had those were two oils that are the same oils that we can tell what do you mean yeah, it's just oil. Oh, like, just regular oil. It's not like magical yeah, like, oil. Okay. No, no, like, like setting oil. things on fire. Oil. Oh, okay. I took one of the oils and one of the al- two of the alchemist fire. Yep. And then they each had a smoke stick. Okay. I'm just putting. Well, we can figure out who has what later, but I'm just writing it cumulatively on in the inventory yep. sheet. And sure. if you collectively get all of the gold pieces that each of them had, you would get. Just doing some quick math. Math. So, and the hundred. Whoop. All right, sorry. One hundred and thirty-two gold pieces across the six of the hobgoblins. There. Thirty-two. One hundred thirty-two. Oh, one hundred and thirty-two. And the zombies um, didn't have anything on them, right? No, they didn't have anything on them, really. Just bones. Right. Lots them of bones. Them bones. Yeah. Them bones. <laughs> Okay. So yeah, what are you guys gonna do about that? Actually, you're on this mound, and you've got you've got half a dozen hobgoblin corpses here, and then you've got like a, a full dozen of uh, resurrected undead corpses that have uh, kind of sprung from their graves. What are you doing with all that? Probably, I mean, Nayari is going to want to lay them back oh, to rest. Man, that's. You want it. Well, so the ground where they came up is already disturbed. So it's not like we would have to completely dig new graves. It's just kind of like. Yeah, they, they shove punch them back their in. way through. Yeah, you could probably reenter them. One thing that I should point out uh, before too much time passes is that the staff that the war priest had plunged into the mound is still there. It's still plunged upright in the mound, and that dark energy is still kind of going around it. It's not as strong before because the ritual isn't currently being enacted still, but it is still there in the mound. Can I take a perception maybe to notice, like, uh, anything else, like the immediate surroundings, I want to make sure that there's no other threats. I want to look out across the plains and just... You don't see, see anything. It's night. Would any of us be able to do a knowledge like Arcana or Religion to figure out what, what that staff is doing? Or yeah. what that spell is that's taking place? Is that here? Yeah, it's right where Orin is, basically. And I, I, that I would, given your knowledge is before you kind of interpreting what his chant was, what his ritual was, is the staff is basically just channeling, he's basically desecrating this this area and trying to raise the dead around. He's already partially succeeded with raising some of the corpses here, but the staff is still currently enacting this sort of desecration, desecration of the altar itself. 
would he know, would Iden know how to stop that, or if it's dangerous to approach, or... Can roll a knowledge religion on that one. Alright, I'll do that. Same. Oh, uh, not bad. Okay. Ooh. I know nothing. I really hope it's... Religion? I have no religion. He's too dark for Orin. He's too funny and I have a chance What's What the god? Torag is my (laughs) co-pilot. Torag takes the wheel. (laughs) Iden, you're looking at this and you think... Like, you don't have a lot of formal training, but you were told a lot of stories by your grandfather and you think that if you're able to pull the staff out and break it in some way and just sunder the staff itself then it will no longer be functional as a channel for this ritual and the whole thing will just break he does so okay yep you I go up you negative level i was gonna take five negative burning it you go up you grasp it you pull it out and you snap it in half and as soon as you do that swirling dark energy just kind of evaporates that seems into the air super in character for Aiden to do anyway yeah that's just true. like pick it up <laughs> yeah 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 no that's that was, was my thing now. That, that was why I was like that's what I was going to have him do but I I didn't want Aiden to die to be honest so if he was going to be like oh I don't know you might not want to touch that <laughs> then I was going to be like alright well then maybe he would fix it but yeah no he was absolutely this is my favorite terrain snaps it <laughs> I don't need no magical beast to be cool to find them. Uh, so yeah so he will do that and then we'll take a further inspection of the surroundings and this if the no, yeah, yeah I want to examine that thing. He'll he'll leave that to the magically more magically attuned people as he kind of just circles the top of the mound, like just all the way around, and is like looking everywhere and making sure everything's dead that could be dead. Okay, so you look around, you follow around this this mound, and you have the light above your head, which illuminates to you know twenty forty feet of of dim light. Thirty, like and. It's yeah, I think it, like a torch would be 20 feet normal light and then another 20 feet for dim light, so 40 feet. Yeah, um, So if you were to walk around the mound and look out as far as you can into the darkness, and, you know, if Theros were to look as well, because he can see double the, the range, you don't see anything in the, the immediate vicinity. None of the other graves are disturbed. It doesn't look like anything's trying to get out or anything like that. There's just the dozen or so graves that the undead had already ripped their way through and are just empty there. There's nothing really in there of interest. As if I um, shield the flame from uh, from my uh, from emitting light with my cloak or something like that and allow my eyes to adjust to the light sensitivity, do I see anything in the distance that glows or moves? Like a I light would say if you put out the lights and wait for a bit until you know, the starlight really illuminates the yeah, area. Like your, your Remember, eyes. this is a moonless night, so there's no moonlight right. sure. giving you anything. Right. But... Yeah, roll a perception to see how much I'll allow you to see with that. Yeah. There's a difference between game you can't see in the dark and real life you can make shapes out in the dark. You know what I mean? Or lights. Light sources from afar. Holy cow, perception. 
And remember, it's too higher to notice a magical beast. Wow. So not a bad roll. Oh, oh way to go with Theros. <laughs> okay, alright. Watch this, guys. Watch here, this. Here comes a one. Oh, hey. not actually oh. that bad. Alright, so we're pretty perceptive, Jace. We, we, we're heroes, yep. after all. Yep. You're looking around. There are there are no lights for <laughs> however far as you can see. It doesn't look like anybody is traveling by torchlight. You don't see any, any movement that seems to be dangerous to you. I mean, like, maybe you see an animal running here or there, like a small animal. Um, you might even see, like, a wolf in the distance or some some bison, some aurochs, I believe is what they're called in Nirmathas. But <laughs> you don't see anything immediately concerning. Okay, so satisfied with that, he'll kind of let his flame go up again once he feels like, all right, there's nothing that's going to see us, you know, and take a shot from afar. And uh, yeah, that'll be the end of Aiden's actions while the rest of the party does their thing. Okay. Nayari's and... inspecting the stone. So is okay. it just, is it, I'm trying to think. So is it like carved like an obelisk or is it just literally like a, like an ovalish stone that's set on this, the top of this mound? It looks like it, it, as far as you can tell, it could be a little bit of both. It could have been a stone that was here and then they kind of smoothened or chiseled it so that it had more of a a fine circular obelisk shape. But okay. it goes up a good 20 maybe more feet into the air and near the midpoint and top there's a couple, I believe three open circles right in there that the wind can pass through and give like a whistling noise. And as you guys are inspecting this obelisk, you can see in the front where Orin is currently standing, there is a small area carved into it for a shrine. And if you circle around to the back, there's an identical carving in there for a different shrine. And if you're looking at them, not even going to have you roll, you just be able to realize that one of them is a shrine to Desna and the other is a shrine to Gorum. So the shrines are actually there? Yes. Okay. They've, there been, any they've been worn down by time by a okay. bit, but they're still distinctly you can you can make out symbols that you know you know what deity these these shrines are for. Smash them both. <laughs> Desna's a cool god. Probably pay tribute, I would imagine. Is there any writing anywhere on this stone thing? There's no writing necessarily there are, or at least any writing that was there would have been worn away by the passage of time, because who knows how many years this, this mound has been kind of abandoned. The Kelids haven't lived in Nirmathos for a long time, and Nirmathos is prone to some some fancy storms. Mm-hmm. So, you're not able to make out any legible writing. You can just see the distinct symbols of Desna and Gorum that were carved very deeply into this stone. So even with a lot of war wear and tear, you can still make those out. But anything else is a bit, a bit hard to read. Okay. So is there anything from the vision that she had that gives her indication as to what exactly she needs to do? Yes, so I would say, and this could encompass the discussion with Veld after the visions, 
you mentioned that in the past. Yeah, so what you saw in the vision was a group of people kind of worshipping here, and then that turned into what you now realize was these hobgoblins desecrating the area. And Veld's interpretation, and what she told you with all this information, was that given that the deity that you are associating Ilika with is Disna, she said probably should go there on a moonless night and you will probably bring Ilika to kneel in front of the shrine of Desna and recite some kind of Kelid prayer. She doesn't have any idea what kind of Kelid prayers there are, but she said recite some sort of Kelid prayer of healing or, or res- restoration or something like that, beseeching Desna to heal Ilika or do whatever needs to be done in this divine ritual and she would have given you a small vial of that incense that she used on you to elicit the the visions and she would have told you to blow this into Ilika's eyes like she did to you and have her go through a similar experience that you did so that she can hopefully be broken free of whatever mental uh, duress she is suffering from All right. Um, well, should we try this and see what happens? Iden nods. Same with Orin. Yeah. She excitedly walk real over. Quick, real to quick, Ilica. did you oh. did you reinter those bodies, or was that just something you said you could do? I wasn't paying attention. Well, I, I, she's going to at some point. I don't know if. We well, had enough time to go through and do all of them before. You would have had two hours. Yeah, he said we had to wait two hours anyway. So we, we yeah. figured, I figured we'd spend that time just putting the bodies away. Yeah. So then she absolutely would have. She was going to either the next day if they if we stay here tonight or. Jason's like, I got to clear the map for the rest of the encounters that are going to happen after this. <laughs> I just don't like seeing so many things on the screen. So I was wondering mm-hmm. if I could delete them. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's, okay. it's you, you had to get favor by reburying them. Otherwise, she's not going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you want another owl to give her some good items in the future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the this funeral time, ceremonies. This time you see a turtle slowly walking up towards you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no turtles. Actually, this time the owl comes and takes the bracers away, but Aiden's the one that has them. So <laughs> I don't know, lore wise. How does Torog feel about Desna? Do you know, Jace? They're buds. Not off the top of my head. He probably is kind of neutral about it, I would guess. I'll be honest, I just read the wiki page. There's no reference between the two of them. Based on her alignment. Yeah, based on her alignment, they probably... Is she lawful good or is she neutral good? Chaotic. Chaotic. Oh, she's chaotic? She's chaotic good. The god of freedom. True freedom. (laughs) True freedom. So, Sarah, what were you saying you were doing before I interrupted you there? Um, she is going over to Ilika and taking her by, um, both of her hands and and leading her over to the stone. And she's going to look her in the eyes and, you know, Ilika has that vacant look, that spacey, she's not all there. And Nairi knows that look well, um, the past couple of years. She didn't really spend too much time with Ilika, mainly because Nairi has a fear of weakness. 
end to her, Ilika is weak and she didn't want to be around somebody weak. So she was afraid to keep company with Ilika for the past couple of years, but now she's starting to come to terms with her own weakness, with everything that they've been through and, you know, watching her friends go down and she's taken a lot of hits and has been, you know, ineffective at times. So she's struggling to deal with her own weakness. So she's looking Ilika in the eyes and she will say, Ilika, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but please know that I'm doing this for you. And I would never want to do something to hurt you. And she will say to everyone else, she'll say, I wasn't very involved in any sort of restoration rituals that we used to do back home. Um, but there was a a song that they used to sing in Hallett. Um, I will, I'll do my best to translate. It's probably not going to be very good. It's been a long time since I've heard it, but um, essentially it goes something like this. We ask you, Desna, as keeper of the stars, to find the lost warrior and lead them home. You alone can guide the way, else they will be gone forever. Great Gorum, our lord in iron, grant strength to the warrior. The fight ahead is full of danger, but your great sword will destroy each foe. Warriors of this tribe gathered together. Alone we are weak, but strength comes from all. Lift your voices with the battle cry and bring the weary soul back to the fold. Those who come before us give us strength. Those who stand here now give us strength. Those who have passed on give us strength. And together we cannot be defeated. And then she will take the incense that Veld gave her and blow it into Ilika's face. Okay. How rude. And, and as you do that, as, as you finish this ritualistic song or prayer, those of you that are standing at a, a slight distance away see something begin to materialize behind Ilika. And you also see something materialize behind Nayari. And these two materializations are beginning to spin and the one behind Nayari begins to form a shape, a humanoid shape. And just as she's beginning to blow this incense into Ilika's eyes, this shape takes full form and speaks. And uh, Nayari, you hear a voice behind you say, It has been a long time, sister. She'll turn slowly and look at him. And as you turn around, you see your half-brother. I'll blow him up there a little bit. And that image, he looks like a normal person, but 
from what you're seeing is he's a very ghostly figure. You can see right through him. He's not in physical form. He's basically just a ghost in the form of his old self. And he looks down at you and he says, I've been watching you for a while, sister, and you have been through quite a bit, but I'm proud that you've gotten this far. You've done well. Have I, Severin? I don't know that I have. I believe that you have. But it is not over yet. We have very little time. And he looks over in Elika's direction. She is not yet free. Whatever being it is that is holding her mind at bay, it will be expelled. You have done well in that regard. But when it is expelled, it is not going to be friendly. It is going to want to regain its host. You will have to banish it. I will do what I can to help you. I will try to hold it back, but I can only do so much. And once my efforts are wasted, you will have to fend for yourselves. And he looks at all of you and he says, prepare yourselves. And as he finishes that, you see the shape around Ilika. It's kind of enveloping her, the mist enveloping her. And it's beginning to slowly take shape as well. And you hear this eerie moan begin to sound in the area. And everybody roll initiative as you'll have one round to prepare before this fully takes place. Oh, oh man. man. Um, oh man. Uh, have we fought incorporeals before or not yet? I don't think so. Okay. Hmm. So I have to use, I'm going to have to use some knowledge checks to figure out what Aiden, Aiden might know. Or might not know. Does Theros have a higher initiative than Nayari, or is it the other way around? I have a two, and he has a two. Do you want us to roll again? Uh, see who rolls yeah, just, just roll off to see who goes first. Hmm, probably oh. not going to be me. Probably. Don't don't jinx me. Okay. Okay. Good. So Nayari will go first. Ah, yes. Story wise, okay. that makes more sense. <laughs> Yeah, I, I realize you're a story guy there, Andrew. <laughs> yes. You're like, ooh, story-wise, that makes sense. That's good. I say that a lot. Okay, so you'll each have one round to position yourselves, do whatever it is that you want to do in preparation for this. Starting us off, top of the round, you have Aiden. Uh, no. Great. Can I roll a knowledge whatever it is check to get a sense of what we might fate fight or without seeing anything it. being present i don't think i'm gonna allow a knowledge check problem is i can't think i don't have any healing left to do i can't think of like this isn't good uh, we're all still kind of low <laughs> like i i think i know something that i didn't wouldn't know it's the only thing so you don't have to do anything. I was just giving everybody one round of preparation time. Oops. Yeah, I just don't. I don't have any healings to do either. So he's you know just gonna steal himself. I think that is the extent of what he can accomplish. Do you want to move in any particular position? Um, 
It appears as if it's going to be there. The mist is enveloping Ilika herself, yes. Okay. He's going to kind of like nod and let's see what his movement is. Uh, he can't get anywhere. <laughs> um, he's going to go to there and ready a shot as soon as something materializes. Okay. Next up is Nayari. I will uh, drink a potion of guidance. Okay. Do you want to move or are you going to stand stand your ground? I will stay next to Ilico. Okay. Theros and Volus. Oh boy. Don't know what I'm getting into <laughs> either. But uh, what does um, Shield of Faith do? Because I have a potion of Shield of Faith. Oh, it gives you a plus two deflection bonus to your AC. Uh-huh. Oh, I forgot. I Did you feeling. have one? No, I was. I should have done something different. I have a feeling that. Why not just do it? That's not helpful against corporeal enemies. So Deflection bonuses will help against incorporeals if yeah. this is indeed an incorporeal. Yeah. Okay. Deflection bonuses are good. Sarah, what did you want to do? Jason, will you let me redo my turn? Maybe. <laughs> um, I would have moved down here and cast Mage Armor on Theros. I completely forgot I have that wand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's perfectly reasonable. As long as you get rid of that filthy guidance. Well, I would not get rid of it. I'm going to give it back to myself. Nope, it's gone. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Theros will cast guidance on Nayari. <laughs> uh, you scratch my back, I scratch yours. <laughs> so yeah, you get a plus like, three, plus three shoulders. Two. Yeah. Does, does Major Armor give him a plus two? Um, he has the the only armor bonus he has is the bracers of armor. But he has a shield. Oh, because his armor doesn't not it's shield. It's an armor bonus. bonus. Okay. So you so get a plus basically, three. Basically, Mage Armor would not stack with his bracers, so he would get above what he already has is mm-hmm. a plus three. Because Mage Armor gives you a plus four armor bonus, but since you already have a plus one armor bonus and they don't stack, it's just three higher than what it would normally be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, a little bit of meta, but Mage Armor will also boost your touch AC. Well, it does not boost your touch AC, but it it, it works against incorporeals, which, I think we looked up. What should, yeah. I, what, like, what should I put into the stats for the buff for the Mage Armor then? Plus four to armor. Plus no. four armor. Well, bonus. type in plus three because it's not going to know that you have a bracers of armor on. So oh, you can just yeah. type plus in three plus to three to AC. To AC. Got it. It depends on how you do it. Sometimes it'll add it up correctly, but you have to have done things different earlier. Got it. Plus three to AC. Donezo. Okay. So that is the retcon Nayari's turn. And then Theros' turn. Uh, yep. Did you want to move Volus anywhere, or are you good where you positioned yourself? Uh, Volus will just move right there. Okay. It's going to be really embarrassing if it doesn't show up in this, like, circle heal here. In <laughs> I have a feeling that Jace might put it there. Just yeah. To, just and, to... Oren, you have your turn before everything starts. <laughs> I'm just... I've got a Shield of Faith potion on me. Gonna okay. Drink that. Okay, so you drink that. 
And that is the end of that round. And as that round ends, and I think I almost want to pull Rena back. She's right up in there, but that's, I guess that's that's how <laughs> it's going to be. She's getting in on it. <laughs> well, the, uh, the thing's on her, isn't it? No, no Rena, not Ilika. Oh, Rena. I mean, if we're preparing to fight something, we would probably be like, Rena, don't. Yeah, yeah like, go hide yeah. over there or something. Hmm, I've never seen that image before. I wow. know. What What's a surprise. That? What's that? Whoa, can you blow that up? Okay, legitimately, I actually didn't see it the other night when you guys did, so I had no idea what, what was coming. Like, you guys saw it, and I was like, I didn't get to see it. I, I didn't see it either until I, I saw was purple. the video. <laughs> I didn't see it oh. long. I just saw a flash. But I knew something so, was there. I'll blow it up once I describe what happens here. So at the end of this round, the mist around uh, Ilika fully forms, and it's almost as if it's like... like her eyes go back in her head, kind of like they did with Nayari. Her head kind of goes back, and her mouth is open, and these mists are swirling around her. And it's like the mist is, mist is coming out of her mouth as well, as it blooms above her into a shape. And as soon as this shape begins to take form, the ghost of Severin steps up and immediately latches onto it and is attempting to grapple it. And I'll blow up the image for you here. You. I love it. I'm scared. I don't. Because like Josh, I have meta knowledge and there was something that both he and I could have done that would have been much more helpful, but I don't think Nayari knows that. I don't think Aiden does. I don't think he's ever faced an incorporeal. So, top of the round. Aiden, you're first. You had technically readied an action, but since it's your turn anyways, it's might as well just do your turn. Well, I would get my ready to action then my turn, wouldn't I? Well, your ready to action would happen on your turn because this happened. You're you're the top of the round, and this is like the the last thing before the it top of the round. You like go twice, basically. Then. I think it well, does. I mean, it's the same thing. You could take your ready to action right now, but I'm not going to give you two turns in a row. Gotcha. I understand what you're saying. Uh, in that case, I will change the tactics and uh, take a take a perception if I could. Yeah, you can do a perception. Or not you can, you perception. can see it. I don't know. Uh, knowledge. I mean, I miss knowledge. Word. Knowledge. Religion. Yep. Religion. Yes. Okay. Nice. A seven. Not gonna do it. I don't Let me just look up the DC of that. Oh, too bad. <laughs> Yeah, um, that's not even one that you could fudge a little bit. That's no, just... no, no. It's not uh, even like a. So, Aiden, you're taking a look at this thing, and you haven't a clue. You've never seen something like this before. You aren't recalling any stories that you've heard of this, whatever this is. You're you're not sure what you're looking at right here. And is it on her? It is directly above her. As soon as it took shape. Ilika's body went limp and kind of fell to the ground uh, and simultaneously Severin stepped up and he's he's grabbing onto this thing trying to hold it in place okay then in that case I will toss the bow seeing that Severin's acted quicker than me will uh, five foot step in there and uh, you can attack a creature even while it's being grappled kind of thing yeah He'll, uh, he'll, like, try to deal it some damage, uh, if he can. 
So I'll go ahead and roll my attack. Yeah. Take a swing. Misses. Oh, man. Natural mm. one. Oh, no. I love that. You gotta well, love it. Actually, yeah, natural one. So you swing at it and you you completely miss. Uh, yeah. you're not well, even... Severin's like wrestling with it, so I'm yeah. sure he like goes yeah. to try and just falls out of the way. Like, there's no chance. Yeah, these two, these two ghostly figures are kind of wrestling with each other, and you're trying not to hit one of them, but it's it's a tough one, and, and you're not able to get a clean sli- slash off. So that was... Is there anything else on your turn you can do, or is that it? Mm, a move equivalent, but uh, that's going to be it, because I had to draw my sword, technically, because I dropped the bow. Okay. And Nayari, you're up. You see this figure... And your half brother, ghost of your half brother, wrestling in front of you. Ilika is prone on the ground here. Yikes! 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 Well, I think she would probably try to hit it and see what happens. Okay. Yeah. So I, I did get guidance, correct? Yes. Did you actually cast that, Theros? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there will be a plus one, because I don't have a buff for this, but I'm going to use it for my attack. Okay. No. So that's a 12. That's a two! A two! Every time. Don't start with me tonight! I'm going to get feisty. You go to slash at this creature, and it's it's similar to what happened with Aiden, but your blade does connect with it. Ah, in, yes. in so much as it goes straight through it. Nice. We at least learned that, though. That was that's both. It was something we were fishing for. So <laughs> he, he gave it to us. It, would Would you give me just a straight intelligence roll, since I don't have knowledge religion, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. since this is a Kellid thing? Oh, that's that's rich. For what to, to realize to this see... thing corporeal or to identify? Yeah, it? yeah, to. To, to learn one very important part about fighting a corporeal yeah. creature. I, I, I wouldn't let you identify it, but you can roll a knowledge check to try to interpret what happened. But if that's the case, I'd do a wisdom check, because it's more of a yeah, interpretation of what happened. Well, nope. Oh. <laughs> we, we all know Niari and her wisdom. So, last week I rolled two nat ones in a row, and this week I'm rolling two nat twos in a row. We're off to a good oh. start, guys. We're slowly progressing up it's the fine. die. It's fine, Sarah. We just need to Sarah's gonna whip out the newer her players a little bit. Here soon. Take, <laughs> a back, take a back seat. Stop trying to metagame. Like, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine! But I want a metagame because it'll be so much better if I do the thing I can do. <laughs> <sighs> it's okay. It's That's okay. unlikely, At least Sarah. two of us are gonna die. And Stop. It'll Stop be it. all Nyari's fault. Stop it. Stop so, it. So, that's Theros' turn again? It is now. Well. Yeah, because yeah, I, I didn't. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think. Um, I'm going to five foot step. Okay. Now I'm done. Where's okay. your five foot step to? Um, behind Severin. Oh, there it goes. Oh, okay. Did Just, it yep. not connect? Took like a f- no. solid six seconds. <laughs> nice. Yeah, same. Now it is Theros and Volus's turn. Theros is going to five foot step over to Nayari and cast Guidance again on her. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Theros has never encountered anything like this, so he's going to 
he doesn't know how, what to do about it, so he's going to tell Volus to guard, uh, to protect uh, Rhina. No, she's not there. She's over here. Oh. Okay. To protect Aiden. <laughs> okay, as you give him that command, make a handle animal, ride, or wild empathy check. Ride? Oh, no. One of yeah. those three. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, no. Can I aid the wild empathy check? No. Hey, Volus, come here, buddy. What would I do for wild empathy? <laughs> a diplomacy check. Wild empathy is your level plus your charisma. Yep. We all know I Theris. Don't, I don't know if that is higher or lower than your... I'm going to try ride. That's going to be far better. There we go. <laughs> oh! Nice! I put a bunch of points into ride so I could eventually ride Volus. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So you you try to coax him to that position. He will not approach. <gasps> oh, okay. Even with the 22? Even with the 22? Probably DC he starts, 25. He starts actually like slightly stepping backwards. You can see he's shaking a little bit. He's not willing to approach this creature. Oh, poor bear. Oh. Jason's just like, I don't want to have six people up against this thing, so I'm going to force one out of the combat. Yeah, the best the best part of my yeah, kit. Yeah, right. The only part of my kit I have left. <laughs> hey, okay. you have guidance. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> my turn is over. Okay. Thanks, Jesus. <laughs> now, on the creature's turn... Oh, gosh. I'll be that... I can hear you, though. That moaning sound that you had heard slowly coming to your ears before this creature had taken shape continues to kind of crescendo as its final uh, it finally incarnates into this into this form, and it is a a wail of agony and despair, uh, and it is grabbed by Severin, but it almost doesn't even recognize it. It's it's like shocked it's almost stunned it looks like by this sudden expulsion that has been caused by this ritual and it's 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 moan it's wail just pierces the area and i need everyone within 30 feet which is literally everyone, everyone <laughs> to make a will saving throw oh no that's really bad. This will be good. I don't know if you can <laughs> roll for Aiden, Jason. This will be good. <laughs> Let me just... I'll roll something in the chat here. That's how many negative levels you take. Boo, I'm back. I'm back. I'm <laughs> Stop, back. Don't, don't you say dare that. <laughs> That's the number of rounds that something is going to happen. Fresh that we're fear. paralyzed with so, fear. Uh, I, I, I had to put some food in the fridge. And then I also decided to grab a drink. <laughs> what is that? What is that? 20? What is that? 20? Okay, so. I rolled two things in the chat. I rolled a 2d6 and I rolled a, a, a d20 in the chat. The d20 was Rena's will save. So she rolled a natural <laughs> 20. She's keeping it together. <laughs> Oh, she's like, oh, she's too far away. She doesn't understand what's going on. Way to scare us, like, all get out, Jace. The, the 2D... Okay, so this cry of despair echoes out for 30 feet 
and everybody who failed a DC 15 will save. Which is everybody except Oren, Aiden, and technically Rena, but she's not going to be doing anything. Sure she could. She might. You don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so everybody who failed is going to be shaken for six rounds. This is Those of you who passed will be shaken for one round. Oh, it's one of those like where it still gets you, like at least for a round. This is yep. the fight against the Den Mother all over again. Literally, she, she exactly the same. Everybody here. just remember why we're here. That is its turn, and Severin will I'm continue. I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Sorry, will continue to grapple this creature. And at the bottom of the round, we have Oren. You're right next to this. What a bro. What a bro. Can I do a religion check? Yeah. Go Please, for it. Please, my dude. Oof. That shaking is not great. No, that takes a minus two on that. I swear to God, if the DC was 15 to identify it, I will punch you. Me or Jason? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, both. (laughs) So, I will allow you to identify it. Okay. But you're not going to get a whole lot of information with that roll. So, Oren, as a cleric, you know a little bit about undead. And one of the. Yes. Oh. Yep. One of the types of undead that you think that this might be. Roll wasn't great, so you're not like 100% sure or anything, but you think that this is probably some some type of wraith. Oh. Mm mm. Okay. I don't know what that and means, but it sounds <laughs> bad. Just I, like I will that. say, sure, the, it's a wraith. No big deal. Well, the one, the one piece of information that you would know, just basically by default, having identified it as a wraith, is that it is incorporeal. Yeah, we have so, the information that we need. <laughs> I will copy paste incorporeal in the chat, but I'll also read a little bit of it here. Oh, <laughs> so. An incorporeal creature has no physical body. It can be harmed only by other incorporeal creatures, magic weapons, or creatures that strike as magic weapons, and spells, spell-like abilities, or supernatural abilities. It is immune to all non-magical attack forms. Even when hit by spells or magic weapons, it only takes half damage from a corporeal source, uh, except channel energy. Although it is not a magical attack, holy water can be uh, used to affect it. Um, corporeal spells that and effects that do not cause damage have a 50% chance of affecting an incorporeal creature. Force spells and effects such as a magic missile affect an incorporeal creature normally. And then there's a bunch of other stuff on there, but the big one is just uh, non-magical attacks do nothing against an incorporeal creature. It just passes right through it, doing no damage. <laughs> well, it's going to change my tactics. I was thinking about that. Without that information, how do you possibly win against an incorporeal at this level? <laughs> you figure it out by not hitting it for a couple turns. Yeah, that's I, true. I can't do anything against it. Yeah, I don't have any spells left, and I don't have any magical weapons. You don't got no magic fang left to cast on Volus? No. Yeah, like, Volus is gonna run up there and... You were like, no, Volus is not in this fight. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what that yeah. is too. Is it has an unnatural aura, so animals do not willingly approach within thirty feet unless you make a handle animal ride or wild entity check. Well, he so, made the check, so he can approach. He didn't yep. make the DC of the check. You didn't say you didn't that was say part that. of. You just said he had to make the check. Sarah, <laughs> I, skip, I skipped over tonight. the DC number. <laughs> Josh and I are on the same wavelength. Yeah, I don't know what's up, but that's that's an uncommon occurrence. But I'm down for it. <laughs> As you would say, we vibin. We we straight vibin. Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't believe I said that. <laughs> so, is a plus one a magic weapon? Yes. Yes. Yeah, your warhammer is a magic weapon. You can deal half damage to it if you hit. Yes! Andrew, you can also uh, aid another, is another thing that you can do. So, I'm gonna try and hit him. No! Does a 24 hit, Jason? Oh! Oh, watch this thing. You're poking the bear! You're poking the bear! A 24 (laughs) does hit the grappled creature. Oh, Half of that damage. Sure. Okay. That's a good hit, though. Yeah. You, you swing uh, your warhammer at this creature, and the warhammer does pass through it, but it kind of carries some of the mist from this creature with it, and kind of pulls it apart slightly. And just, you do damage. I assume Warren yells out something, or yeah, I mean, <laughs> he'll yell I mean, out that it's incorporeal. Absolutely. Right. Does still- he say? Only magic weapons can hurt it. Yes, yes. Okay. okay. In one five-foot step, you know, as, you know, Narmathus is measuring unit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and magic weapons hurt it. Now, my question was going to be, do I still have a five-foot step, or did I use my movement to do my knowledge check? I don't know how that works. Knowledge checks are free actions. They don't technically take anything. Okay. Then I will five-foot step here. Okay. And that is the end of that round. Aiden, you're up. All right. So he has a brain. Maybe. That's uh, good start. Five foot step. Okay. Drop the great sword, right? Okay. That's, what, that's the way I have to do it. And Go then, on, yep. And then get out the magic dagger, thanks to Orin's amazing instructions. And I am flying now right yes yeah you're flanking it yes i'm flanking i assume it. a grappling creature counts as a flanking partner i think so i can still I'm... make attacks so i think so yeah i think so and i've got flank and power attack and the dagger is appropriately programmed to only do strength not two-handed strength for some reason like it was and okay. i think that we are all good all right here we go let's uh big numbers here guys big numbers Oh, and that's a question. Am I still shaken now that my turn's over? No. You are shaken until his turn starts. Until yes. his next tribal yeah. ride. Apparently. Okay, Aiden, you rolled a 14 against its grappled AC that is a hit. Ooh. It has AC? Yeah. Oh. So six points of damage goes through. That is a yep. plus one dagger. Okay. Absolutely. So as he kind of like sees him grappling and he hears Orange's instructions, he drops the great sword once again using Theros's blade. Stabs right into it as he takes a step forward. Okay. Next up, it is Nyar. Wait, where'd you get a magical dagger from? You. Was that a plus one dagger? 
Yep. So that's magical? Yep. Yeah. Anything plus one is magical. <laughs> yep. There's okay, well, I you I also I had a... I do, <laughs> I, so I can I, I do forget. something. Yeah, I forget how... Yes, yes. Okay, so... Uh, weapons with a plus something have what's called an enhancement. A mag- in, in order for that to exist, it has to be a magic weapon. Okay. Yeah, the progression is you have your... So it, let's take a dagger, for example. You have your normal dagger, right? Just mm-hmm. a mundane, normal dagger. Masterwork dagger, also mundane, but really fancy. A lot of people like that one more than the normal one. And if you have a plus one dagger, it is a magical plus one enhancement bonus that the dagger now has okay. a dagger you can actually craft these with rules and whatnot in order to have a, a plus one dagger you have to take a masterwork and then add the stuff up. there's a whole rules to yeah, it but probably gonna yeah. just be better off for me to, to cast guidance on people anyway because my to hit on a dagger Does is gonna cold be iron nasty. well to be it, fair the dagger that you have is a masterwork no. dagger if i'm not mistaken so it's I have not, a plus oh. one dagger. No, my you, uh, yeah, oh. my scimitar is masterwork. Huh? Masterwork cold iron scimitar. And uh, to answer you, Justin, cold iron doesn't do anything particular against magical. Like cold iron is just a type of material that does oh. well against certain types of creatures. Yeah. Oh. So if they had dr cold iron, that means that nothing would go through the dr except for cold iron. Which oh. I think spoilers is werewolves and that kind of stuff. Werewolves, a lot of demons, silver. I think. And devils, fey. demons. A lot, of, a lot of demons have cold iron. I think some fey have cold iron. They're the demons I know do, like the evil demons for sure. Yep, vampires might. I don't think so though. They have something else. Can't remember. Doesn't matter. So is that the extent of your turn, Iden? Oh yeah, I'm done because I can <laughs> drop it. Drop free action, draw as part... Well, not as part of the move. It's the move action because I five-foot step and then attack with standard action. Okay. That's it. Theros and Volus, you're up again. Theros. Wait, me? Hello? That's orange. Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, I had... I had... Uh, I was queued up to move. <laughs> yeah, I had clicked next on Aiden, and then we oh. were talking, and then I clicked next again, and I went down. So, I've yeah, done that Nayari. before. Yep, I've done that. All right. I need you to roll a reflex save. No. Poor favor. <laughs> I'd rather not. Okay. Won't not do got a much. great reflex. Well, the DC is not high. You're Ooh. fine. You take four points of fire damage. So, two points of fire damage. No. Did you pass? No, I rolled eight. So yes. you take four. But you take... But it's a spell. But I take... So... If it's from a corporeal source, even magic weapons and spells do half damage, so I would take half of half, so I would do two damage, correct? Yeah. Sure. I believe okay. that is that is what it <laughs> said there. Yeah. 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 Sure. Cor- corporeal spells. Um that's that's force the is the only exception. Tara, yeah. throw a fireball at it. So magic, uh, the the missile one, magic missile. Yeah, magic missile will work, but corporeal spells will only do half the damage. So he takes two damage. That's why when you're an alchemist, you want the force bomb discovery so that you can bypass the dr of everyone. Yes. <laughs> Good to know. And is that all you're gonna? Well, you moved and okay. So that is Nayari's turn for this round. Now we're on to Theros and Volus. Yes, Theros is waiting for the music to start again. <laughs> he, much like Volus, needs music in order to act. Makes Indeed. sense. 
And uh, with that, he will cast guidance on Orin after moving over here. <laughs> okay. Sure. I feel guided. Is that There's just whispers turn? into your ear like, hey, I think you should try this. <laughs> just like, <laughs> gives you a spell. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And Volus is going to stay where he is. It uh, doesn't sound like he's going to really want to do much, and he can't really do much, so yeah, he's just going to chill there. Okay. Moving on to the creature's turn. The creature, you hear a voice come from this creature, and it says, No! Yeah! <laughs> as, his, as his wispy voice With rings out. With his dying out, breath. says, says, you cannot banish me. I will slay you all and regain what is mine. As he is going to make an attack against... I'll roll for it here. Ooh, it's going to be Nayari. Oh, boy. So... This is going to be an incorporeal touch attack. So this is against your touch AC. <laughs> I'm going to say this is probably bye-bye to my strength, but we'll see. Not a great roll. So that is an 11 against oh, touch. That actually but. does not hit. I rolled very Ooh. poorly on I the I didn't guy. want to steal your thunder, but I accidentally memorized your AC. <laughs> so, Josh, the noise that you just made sounds like the beep when they're like covering up someone cursing, and I was like, whoa, how did that happen? <laughs> in the moment, we're live. That was Sammy <laughs> in the chat. He's, he's cursing he's on over top here. of it. Yeah, we, we got that five-second delay going. Just yeah. in case we lose control. We can keep, keep our clean tag. <laughs> Thanks for beeping yeah. us out, Sammy. <laughs> Sponsored, and we have the FCC watching us. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that is his turn. We're back up to Orin. Orin's gonna look this thing and what he assumes is his eyeballs and be like, yes! And then move up the swing at him. <laughs> I'll kill him. You can try. He can succeed. I give him permission. That... That will hit. Grappled AC. Yeah, because he's grappled still by the guy that's really helpful. Okay, so you moved up. You made your attack. Now, at the top of the round... I said, do you have a move equivalent action you want to utilize, or are you good? I moved up. That's a five-foot step. Oh. Like, if you want, like, uh, drawing something, or I don't know, whatever you want to do. No. Are you good? No. He pulls out a sketch pad. He's like, I, I will draw something, actually. <laughs> I've unlocked okay. my art artists. Yeah. Sarah, that was... That was... <laughs> that was good. That was good. You did great. Julian would be proud. <laughs> Top of the round, it's back over to Aiden. Oh, is it really? All the way back. Well, I'm yeah. no longer shaken either, so I can take that off. Correct, yep. At the end of that round, or at the start of his turn on that round, the shaken went away. 
Um, so I'm no longer shaken, and I'm actually still flanking with it. Uh, and I still have the weapon of choice out. So, I mean, nothing really too interesting needs to happen except that I got to roll above a 14. Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right, so that's a nat 20. Rolling a crit confirmation with a 25. So that'll hit for wow. 24 points of damage, which oh, means 12 man. goes Yowzers. Yes, let me just check uh, something real quick. Do they die when they hit zero? No, that's not what I'm checking. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little, little excited. He's checking your damage. He's like, I don't think he did it right. No, I just Maybe. wanted to make sure that undead Filthy were subject cheap. to criticals. Now I'm going to look up incorporeals because I almost want to say incorporeals can't or- be crit. Incorporeals can actually. Oh, maybe they maybe they are immune. I know I that they are. I know that uh, oozes are. Give me a second. I'll look it up too. Um, it is immune to. Oh no, never mind. It's blah blah blah. Weapons. This makes for a great podcast if you're listening. I know it's <laughs> it's it's very good. That's the one thing about us is we want to get the rules right, and even when we make calls in game, we'll go back and research just to make sure because. You know, rules are there for a reason. Okay. Uh, an incorporeal creature is immune to critical hits and precision-based damage, such as sneak attack, unless the attacks are made using a weapon with the ghost touch, special weapon quality. In addition, yeah. creatures with the incorporeal subtype gain the incorporeal ability. So, as cool as that was, five points of damage, because whatever. Also, yes. thanks Have for the follow, follow Gar- Garmic. <laughs> Who cares? Jason, maybe this yeah. is flavor, but... It says in the thing that you pasted that incorporeal cannot be grappled. Well, I'm I'm is it saying flavor? it because he's Severin like is ghost? also incorporeal. Okay. I so thought it's not so. like you guys are trying to grapple. But I just him. made this whole speech about getting the rules right, and then I read that, and I'm like, well, I have <laughs> to so bring that, it up. So Sarah, like... clearly it's ghost wrestling. Clearly, <laughs> okay, well, clearly well. Greco-Roman ghost wrestling. <laughs> clearly, he has the ghost touch special human ability. Hands. His arms are ghost touch. <laughs> ghost, touch. ghost touch hands. Yeah. Yeah. He's a ghost, so when he touches, it's ghost touch. Clearly. It all checks out. <laughs> just just his logic math. is flawless. Flawless Count, cannot come be. Come to him with all of your logical and moral <laughs> conundrums. He has the answers. The answers. So. Nayari. Okay. I'm going to, with the what knowledge that I gained last round, I'm Pick going to run away. five foot step back. Okay. And I've been holding on to this. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to apply an oil of magic weapon to my battle axe. Nice. Try to prove. Not that and it's nice. I didn't. You have one too. Who does? I didn't. Well, do I? Check the inventory sheet. Oh, okay. I'll give it a good one. You didn't look. hear it from me. <laughs> it's fine. My dagger's doing all right. Okay, so that will be my turn. Okay. Step five foot step back and apply an oil. Okay. And now I gotta work on a buff. That is Nayari's turn. Moving on to Theros and Volus. Theros is going to move up 
to attack with his dagger. Ooh, Theris is getting involved. <laughs> okay, 15 will still hit. That's a 15, yep. With uh, six points of damage, so split that in half. A solid three. Yeah. Really chipping away at this. Chipping chip, away. Chip, chip. It's all that we need. 27 chips. It is its turn. <laughs> Approximately two serving sizes, according to Lay's. <laughs> I was just going to say, is that a potato chip joke? <laughs> we got them all, folks. We got all kinds of jokes here. A little bit for everybody. I try. Go ahead, Jason. It's re really sad when you're leaning on potato chip jokes. <laughs> it's going to retaliate against the almost Wait. critter. Wait. As if there's a whole category of jokes piled under potato chip. Uh oh, he's attacking you, Aiden. <laughs> That's fine. Attack me. I mean, I hit for more damage, but that's all right. This is a touch attack against your touch AC. That's a 16. That'll hit. Okay. Fun no. stuff. You take... 2d4 negative levels. Nine points of negative energy damage. Oh, man. I don't nine. like when you start with negative. Negative energy... Damn it. Energy yeah. drain, you mean? No, negative energy. It's the opposite of positive energy. Got you. So I just take nine points of damage. Yes. You feel your soul being sucked out. And roll a will save. My worst save. Or instantly die. Good. <laughs> I like it when you say it's your worst save. I like it when hey! the dog's on nine. Okay. Just got my back today. 21. So you pass the save, you feel your mind get slightly like muddled and and slightly like like the mists are like confusing you almost, but you drive it off and you're okay. Yeah, he made a promise. And that promise is what focuses your mind. Yep. I just flashed. Go... Sorry, go finish your thing. I was just going to say, as we go to Oren's turn, you can save a unit. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. He was attacking Aiden. I was like, I'm after Aiden. I just, when he said I made a promise, I flashed to in Lord of the Rings when Sam goes after Frodo in the boat and he's like, I made a promise, Mr. Frodo. A promise. <laughs> oh, yeah. a promise. Don't you leave him, Samwise Gendry. Mr. Aiden, I made a promise. <laughs> Don't you leave him, Aiden Longstrider. <laughs> <laughs> my mine for a promise is always don't make a girl a promise you can't keep from Halo. That's the one. Oh, that that's a good one too. Into my mind. Don't make a girl a promise you can't keep. Oh, yikes! <sighs> what am I gonna do? Run away! <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yep. Every week, um, new drinking every category. Week. <laughs> every week, um, I'm actually gonna use my guidance swing on this one. Cool, cool. To add a plus one. Yeah. And we're going to try hitting him again. Okay. 13 will hit. Ooh, man. That's good. Grappled apparently lowers your AC by a bit. Yeah. Do you need to thank your brother big time, Nayari? Yeah. Your half brother. That. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah, so four points of damage <laughs> go through. Good, good. Sick, Severin, sick. It looks like a a a good chunk of this creature has 
basically evaporated and only a, a portion of it remains, but it is still there as we move over to Aiden. Uh, same old, same old kind of situation is how I feel it in my soul. Um, yeah, so that's what we're going to do. Ooh. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Half damage on that. You guys, it's hilarious because you guys are rolling so bad. Technically. Yeah. Like, right. the number of 13s, 14s, 15s that have happened is insane, but this is the one situation where those will actually hit. Yeah. I'm just thinking back to last week when we had to hit a 22, and we right. could not hit a 22. It's so cinematic, oh. though. Like, this would be the scene where her brother's, like, giving it all he's got to hold the spear back. We're just laying into it with everything yeah. we've got. Like, let a look go! <laughs> Plus Ultra. <laughs> and I'm, uh, we <laughs> okay. Let Orin maybe get in there and, and get some flanking bonus. Next up, it is Nayari. <laughs> well, I know I don't have to do this, but oh, I have the movement, so we'll do that. <laughs> right after I called Orin out and told him, "Hey, man, you can get you can get your flanking bonus in here." You're well, just gonna steal it from him like that? Yeah, I so, am actually. With her great speed, Nayari cuts in line. <laughs> gets fair. Flanking. You're like fans. an you're like an entitled mom at the grocery. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually ten damage, but it is magical damage now, so five damage. Okay. Yep. Shipping away, fight. it's it's taken a good amount of damage from all those hits so far. But why is yours artificially artificially programmed too higher? Oh, hold on, wait. I didn't put the magic weapon on, so it would have been an additional damage, but I think it's... Oh, no, the magic weapon is on. So it's what, 12. What do you mean? You rolled a 12. Why is it only 5? I'm I'm shaken for 6 rounds, and shaken doesn't program the damage, so I have to mentally take out the 2. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Theros and Volus. She'll call out, Sorry, Orin! <laughs> Theros is going to take some notes from Nayari and get into flanking <laughs> this way. So, you would provoke doing that because you started out in a space oh, that he yeah. threatens. Never mind. You can I'm try acrobatics. You just can remember that's always acrobatics. a thing. You can try, try acrobatics. Because you can get there by doing one of the... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, why not? Let's let's try it. Okay. Yeah. Your acrobatics. Oh, that's your acrobatics right there. A five. No. No one... Surprisingly, a five does not beat his CMD. <laughs> I take full responsibility if Theros dies here. I'm so, he will so make, sorry. He will make an attack against you. Touch attack. Oh, natural 20. <laughs> oh, just, just Theros is gonna die! What happens? No. Natural 19 to confirm. Oh my god! Alright, I hope you're ready to confirm comfort Volus. I just have to say, listening back to last session, Jason rolled four natural 20s. Did I? I haven't rolled a natural 20 since we fought the Edder Cap at the Ranger Readout. That was like session two. So so you had one bad stint of the dice in the. Wait, wait, wait. Is that a metal die? Clearly (laughs) illegal. 
in Paizo <laughs> rules, clearly illegal. You have to use plastic dice. <laughs> See, no. plastic dice are the ones that are weighted poorly. Metal <laughs> dice are nice. That yeah, dice literally. is weighted wrong, though, because that one rolls way too many natural 20s for it to be I legal. I really do like this die. If, <laughs> if this were the GCP, this would be neon green. But <laughs> it's it's actually be, gold and black. So. That would be Mr. Neon Green. But he... um, oh. Yeah, this is actually the first metal die that I ever got. I think Sarah got me this. Killing me, Jason. What, hap- our... what happened to Theros? <laughs> Oh yeah, you're dead. You're dead. Be fun. <laughs> stop! No, no Andrew, stop! We're trying to distract I'm him. I'm, 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 I'm enjoying where, like, where Theros' the story is going. Don't kill him yet. He's, he's telling stories. He's just like, oh yeah, when I was a kid, I, I remember. When I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were hoping that he would just move on well, and forget to do the damage. Just a quick point. I'm pretty sure he just pointed out and said that Sarah got him that die. So she's like really triply horrible. to blame. Okay. You know, Ooh. overall, really, that, that Sarah's dice, then that should be Sarah's rolls all along all those twenties, not not the not the. <laughs> well, so it was a gift from her. So I uh, gave him that. Dang it. Think it was our older sister that got those for him. Oh, was it? Did I she think it was April. Ones? Yeah. You if you're listening so to the podcast sets. or watching the stream, let us know in the comments <laughs> what you think. <laughs> was it Sarah? Or was it April? Who knows? How much of, of this was Sarah's fault? <laughs> Probably all of it. I told him to acrobatics, so that's my fault. (laughs) I rolled my crit damage there. I didn't roll super well, but you do take 10 points of negative energy damage. Nice. And roll me a will a save. I thought you were going to pull one up. So I didn't roll amazing, but you're going to take 30 points of negative energy damage. Nice. Nice. I like this a lot. Well... If it's an enchantment spell or effect, he gets a plus two. I don't like it when Jason likes these. Go ahead. So, you are hit by this incorporeal touch attack, and you fail the save against Touch of Insanity. Oh, no. You are confused for one round. Is this where you have to roll to see what you do? Yes. Oh, get ready. Buckle up, Andrew. Confused is so fun. So this is only no. for one round, but Andrew, basically, since this is this basically the top of your turn, you have to roll a D100. And if you roll a <clears throat> 1 to 25, you can act normally. A 26 to 50, you do nothing but babble incoherently. 51 to 75, you deal damage to yourself. And 76 to 100, you attack the nearest creature. Oh, no. So a 17 didn't pass either, though, too. That's good to know. Do um, I do that now or next turn? The, since this is basically... Since you basically have your whole turn in front of you still, just it would be now, I'd say, roll a d100. It's interesting, okay. though. We like to tie stuff back to story, but, you know, he's so conflicted with his rage and things that happened before, and now he's struck with this Confusion. presence of mind yeah. that's... Poor Theros. 27. You go to move, but your mind is clouded by the mists as this creature's hand basically passes through your head. And you suddenly just, your eyes go wide and you start babbling incoherently as you are unable to make any conscious thought in this moment. But that is only for one round. I really lucked out on my saving throw. I only have a two. To my will. Holy cow. So that's basically Theros' whole turn. Yep. It is now the creature's turn. Amazing. 
I'll roll for it this time. We've got... He's, well, now he's going to focus on the two that are not confused. He knows when he's confused someone. So, so. same as before. I don't think if I called it last time, but evens were Nayari, so we'll do same as before. Evens, Nayari, odds, Orin. Three odds, Orin. Hello! This is going to be a, a melee touch attack against your touch AC. Yes, sir. That's not going to hit. That was a natural five on the die, and I don't think that's... You've got buffs and stuff, so that's not even a ten. Still looking him in his incorporeal eyes, and I'm like, no. He he lashes out at you, but you took that potion of shield of faith, or whatever it was, so he's not able to penetrate that, that shield. As, his, as the mist kind of... It's like an invisible barrier that the mists kind of just go around. They don't actually touch you. It's got Torag's tongs on the front. This <laughs> incorporeal... Or not, this uh, barrier. And it's your turn. And oh. just so you know, you can see now uh, Severin's form is beginning to waver somewhat. Okay. Like one of his arms has kind of disappeared and he's grasping on with his last hand. It looks like he can't stick around for too much longer. But it is your turn. Oh my. Does a 22 What hit? a beast! Oh, 22 uh, definitely hits. Real quick. And Jason's about to be like, is his stuff programmed right this time? Is he cheating? What is going Wait, on? Real quick, do you still have bull's strength on? No. Any I don't know. character, though? I have like no you're... idea. Let's look. Is it a buff? I don't have any buffs added right now, but I might still have. Yeah, I did have bull strength, so... Uh-oh. I think that's a minus two. Oh, yeah. you still hit. Yeah, so it was two. It was only two off. You Real hit that so. time. But I what didn't about all the other three. times you rolled oh. just enough? Yeah. Let me look back. The Hang 13, on. Probably. The 13 would be the... the 11. Hit. Yeah, it'd be in a... Well, it would have been a, a 12. Not a 13. It would have been a 12 because I had guidance on that. Well... Hit. I guess Orin's just going to have to take 37 damage as punishment. That's fair. <laughs> take that one negative fair. level. Holy well, crap. That's fair. Um, Real quick, yeah, No, I'm not going to bother retconning any of that. But, well, it would only uh, been four points of damage, so if you want to give him back four points, that's fine. Sure, he takes six that this time. He So I'll just do two this time. Just do we'll two just, this time, yeah. and that, that works it out. Yeah. 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 So, um, real quick, though, Theros was hit with an attack of opportunity that caused him to go um, confused, right? Yes. But technically, he should still have had his movement, if I'm not mistaken, though, right? So he'd be up here, technically. No, he gets hit before the movement happens. Uh, okay. Because otherwise, you'd move out of range, and they'd somehow hit you from 10 feet away. Right. Like, so then, if you go to move, if you turn to move is when they hit you. Gotcha. Yeah. So that is Oren's turn. Top of round six, we have Aiden. Um. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> no. I could double move to get there. Yeah. Hmm. But I'm gonna do that instead, I think. And then go with the dagger. So I'll move down around Orin, come back in that spot, and go with the dagger. Okay. 
Sneaky, sneaky. Hopefully try to get a good hit in here. It'll Holy hit. max damage, man. Yeah, nice. Come on. You slice out at this thing, and uh, after your attack goes through, it is nothing more than a wisp. It's still there, but its form is is nearly demolished with uh, right. the damage that you guys have been dealing out. Awesome. Oh, boy. And there's... It's going to be a while before his turn comes around if he makes it. Nayara, you're up. Can you put an end to this thing? I don't know. I think so. I shouldn't say this out loud, but I'm not going to say it out loud. Okay. Say it later. Oh, my word. The hit. Yeah, assuming everything's programmed correctly, a 13 hits. So I was about to say, I have a... Well, I guess essentially a plus 10. A plus 12 minus the two from Shaken. I was like, I have a plus 12 to hit. I only have to roll like a natural one or two. <laughs> oh, you, you almost did it. It was a <laughs> yeah, it was Please not say good. that's the so, final hit. Nayari needs to get the like, last so thing. It's actually 13 and then half of 13. However you round up or down. Doesn't matter what the half is. As you slash out at this creature... It evaporates. Yes! And as it does, this creature just once again moans out in agony and despair, but it is cut short by your uh, blade. Your ma- now magical great axe, mm-hmm. or battle axe? Yes. Correct. Yeah. And it, I'll just get here, disappears, leaving the uh, now prone Ilica on the ground and the half disappeared form of Severin behind. Nice. I loot Ilica while she's down. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, as, as is standard procedure for heroes. <laughs> for a hero. So before Severin goes completely, Nayari's going to Okay, it's a five-foot square, so she's not standing on Ilica. Let's just be clear about that. But she's going to get to a point somewhere where she can be near him. And she'll put her hand up. Similar, not with fingerless gloves. She'll put her hand up. Similar to what happened with her and her mom in her dream. And she'll say, We're going to be okay, Severin. And before you know it... We'll be there with you, too. Sister. And he puts his hand up next to yours. He says, I have been watching you for quite some time. I thought that I was the reckless one, but you have proven me very wrong. Sister, take care of yourself. You have been in quite a bit of danger and to be honest you've made the afterlife quite stressful for me I do miss you but I don't think we should be reunited quite this early and then he looks down to Ilika and you can see like a little bit of like sadness in his eyes he says when she awakens tell her that I miss her as well and someday we will see each other again. But 
do not feel that you have to come so quickly. Uh, as as he parts, Aiden will kind of say, we won't let her come quickly. And kind of nods since the ghost fades, I imagine. Yep. My Mary he... takes her battle axe and slits her throat right now. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Jesus, that escalated so fast! <laughs> Just kidding. Um, oh man, I had yeah. to turn the tunes up though too, actually. Severin turns to acknowledge you, Aiden, and as his form turns to mist, you can see the faintest hint of a smile as he disappears. And you are left on this mound in silence. It is the middle of the night. What are you guys going to do? Ilika is still unconscious on the ground currently. She's not dead, is she? No, she's breathing, but it looks like she's just unconscious, either from the strain of the ritual or the strain of this creature being expelled from her forcibly. It's uh, You're not entirely sure, but she is breathing. She is not dead or dying or anything like that. Well, should we make camp here or should we move closer to the forest? Don't all speak at once. <laughs> Sorry, my sister messaged me. I had to... She takes a little bit of priority sometimes. I don't know how you feel sleeping on the graves of the dead. <laughs> I don't love the idea of sleeping in a graveyard. How late is it? It's late, late? Yeah, at this point it's probably like... T- one o'clock in the morning? Does the confusion wear off Theros? Or is that like an effect that lasts for a yeah, while? Yeah, that was a that was a one round thing. Oh, okay. Just okay. a one round thing. If you got so, I can tell you some of the things you could do. So, cry of despair is what he did at the at the start. It was the will save for two d six rounds or one if you succeed. Uh, none of you did this, but he had another ability, madness. Anyone targeting him with a thought detection, mind control, or telepathic effect makes direct contact with his tortured mind and takes 1d4 points of wisdom damage, but none of you did that. Uh, Touch of insanity, anytime you got hit by his incorporeal touch, you had to make a save or be confused for one round. And then I already mentioned the unnatural aura that prevents animals from getting close. What what was the DC on the touch? I was curious about that. 18 then? The DC of the touch? Or the touch attack was... For the save against the touch of madness. Or insanity. He killed it by one. Oh, so it was eighteen. Yeah, he he got close, but he failed it by one. Right. I figured you rolled like a twenty something. So you. Yeah. Well, I couldn't believe it because I was because I was somewhat familiar with it, and I thought like when when you said do that, I was like, ah, well, Iden's out of the combat, and then I just pulled it out with a high roll. Luckily. Yeah. No, I was expecting you to fail and him to pass, but that's not how the dice worked. Theros would respond to Nyaria. I too would prefer to find somewhere else to rest. He'll look at Niari and say, Did we do it then? Is Ilika? And he looks because she's unconscious. Do you think she is better? I don't know. But seeing my brother again. I have to believe that it worked. 
And if it didn't, then I will keep looking for a way to make her better. And we will look with you. I think it is right to go to the forest. That is what I say. We probably, we definitely can't get back to that other group, right? No, no way. I would let you travel through the night, but you'd be fatigued for the next day, which might not be a concern if you plan on just going straight back to the caves. It's up to you. Just as like, let's you, go to the goblin. Basically, <laughs> I was gonna say, let's go to the goblin village, guys. Like we're on a roll, man. We're killing it. Let's no, go. No, no, no. You I mean, basically that... get to them by the morning. Yeah, that was kind of one of the things that I had that Jason had said we could hand wave. Since we're this close, I don't know if we would want to check that out. I don't know if Jason was gonna have us fully do anything there if we would just I don't we, know. We um that's up there, to you guys. Do your characters have a reason to go over there, do you think? Well, there, doesn't. there is some merit to maybe just staying here for the night. I mean, yeah, we're in the middle of the plains and we're visible, but that also means that we can look out the whole way and we are sure, out of It makes it harder shrine. for anything else to sneak up. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So it's not entirely indefensible to be here. We could just keep the lights low, basically. What's the yeah. temperature like, Chase? What's that? What's the temperature like? It's not too bad. It's It's a little chilly. But it's bearable. So with warm winter gear, we can make it without a night yeah. without a fire. Yeah. If you've got if you've got like cold weather stuff, then you're fine. Because that would be what I didn't suggest. Like maybe we just stay here actually instead of what he said earlier, and like, you know, just wait out the night, take a rest. I mean, yeah, it's not great to rest by a grave, but you know, maybe we can go in a little bit that way, get a get some distance between it and us, but still be in the plains. But I'm okay with whatever. Like, I don't feel strongly. (laughs) No. For those listening to the podcast, Jason says a massive hurricane just stormed through and we all died. (laughs) That's not happening. How about not? (laughs) How about not? But, I mean, it's also true we could push through a night of no sleep probably fine. Like, fatigue's not going to kill you. But... uh, It'd be good to have our spells. I'd rather... Yeah, I'm just rest right. get some spells back yeah i think of all of us the condition that we're in we're all down hit points we just went through two pretty tough battles i'm thinking nayari she is probably exhausted just from everything that happened plus all the walking we had to do to even get here earlier in the day so we also have to think of rena who's probably not used to all this marching around and yeah so i would say I, my vote is that we just kind of go a little rest. distance off and yeah. rest. Yeah. We'll, we'll move a, like a hex in and sleep. Okay. So you move a little bit away from the shrine and you set up a, a small camp and the night passes and as the morning comes you all regain a night's worth of, of hit points so that's your level plus your con. We're level four, right? Yes. yes, so four and... plus your constitution modifier. So for most of you, probably like five or six. Yeah. Oren gets more because he's super hardy. Seven. I get seven too. As you uh, wake up in the morning, Aiden is up early again, and he's kind of got like uh, his longbow and his greatsword and his dagger, and he's kind of just like 
like quickly sheathing and switching weapons, like just over and over and over and over as quick as he can, just trying to get it faster and faster to switch between them. So he's practicing that. Okay. Theros has brewed tea, but uncharacteristically, as he's holding his cup, he's not drinking any of it. He's just staring into it, just thinking. And, uh, you know, Volus tries to get his attention, but he just kind of ignores Volus, and Volus kind of sadly lumbers away towards Nayari to try to get attention from somebody else. <laughs> yeah. She's sitting there um, sharpening her axe. She'll just scratch Volus behind the ear. And as you're doing that, you're probably next to Ny- uh, to Ilika, I imagine, mm-hmm. or close by. You hear her begin to stir awake as she kind of gets up and she sits up and... You see her rubbing her eyes and her brow is furrowed as she kind of looks around and looks over at you and she says, Nayari, where are we? Who, who, are, who are these people? What? I, I had the strangest dream. What, what is going on? Nayari just smiles. And then she grabs Ilika and just starts sobbing and just holds her and sobs. And it's like the the anime crying, not the, not the anime crying where they're like <laughs> yeah, yeah, really yeah. loud about it, but it's like Gross. coming out of her eyes and her nose <laughs> yeah, and it's no. just <laughs> like blubbering yeah. <laughs> mess. And she's just sobbing and she can't even say a word. And as you're doing that, the rest of you can see Ilika's face as she's looking around and she's like taken aback by this and she sees like Volus like a bear like right next to her she sees all these people she doesn't know her eyes are wide with confusion and she like her arms are kind of like out and like slowly she kind of pats Nayari on the back she says <laughs> Nayari what the, what what is going on are you okay what's what is this it probably takes Nayari a little bit just to get composed again um and if she's anything like me she's not a pretty crier it's probably pretty ugly but um eventually she'll get to the point where she just kind of like wipes her her face and she'll look at Ilika and say it has been two years three years I don't even remember the time anymore. You've been gone for so long. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) Two years? I don't know what you're talking about. We've been traveling together for a while now. And I don't know what you mean. She's looking around and she says, Where's where's Severin? He's gone, Ilika. What do you mean? Where did he go? What's the last thing that you remember? She kind of thinks for a moment and then furrows her brow because she's suddenly realizing that it's very difficult for her to recall. She says, 
I... I don't know why. Very confused. Um, we were traveling south. We were going to spend the night near one of the forts, I believe. It was in Nermathus. I th- what, what? It gets very foggy after that. Why? We had gone through the fort and we had gotten supplies at the fort and we made our way outside and decided to make camp for the night. And it's all kind of a blur even for me now. But something happened at the fort. They were attacked. And they spread out from the fort, just destroying everything in their path. We had no time. And we tried to run. And I just remembered turning around and Severin was not with us and he stayed behind Ilika so that we would get we would get out but they they got to us anyway and we barely survived and from that point on you were gone it was like you weren't there I would talk to you and you wouldn't speak and your eyes were blank. And as you're explaining all of this, you can see that her eyes are going wider and wider and eventually like she's starting to shake her head back and forth a little bit. And she's like, no, no, that's, that's not, that's not possible. No. And she's very confused and it's like, she's, getting up to her feet and like backing away and you can see that it's it's kind of like she's visibly having a panic attack or something like that as you're describing this and it's like all of the memories are just hitting all at once and this her emotions are starting to fly out of control and as soon as they get to a a point where it's like she's gonna faint or something collapse you see the the symbol of Desna around her neck just faintly glows a little bit and you can hear a very very slight whisper you can't make out what it says but it sounds like Severin's voice just a, a faint whisper and as that whisper kind of calms you see that she takes a, several deep breaths as she's slowly composing herself. And you can see that there are tears in her eyes. And she looks at you with, you can tell now, full remembrance of what happened. And she just looks at you, her, her head shaking. She says, Nayari, I'm so sorry. And she rushes to you. And now this time she's the one who embraces you. She says, I'm so sorry that I left you. I'm so sorry. And she begins sobbing into your shoulder now. I saw him, Ilika. 
He says he misses you. But he's not ready for us to come yet. So we'll just have to wait for a while. And she continues sobbing. And probably probably a minute passes before the emotion begins to slowly calm back down for everyone. But the three of you, Oren, Theros, Aiden, you're just watching this. Do you guys do anything while you see this? or uh, The way I picture it, Aiden is still like a, a step and a half away from everyone else had been setting up camp and Theros had probably started a fire in the morning to make some tea and he's just, you know, still practicing. Maybe he stopped to listen and like took a moment to hear what they were saying kind of thing. But he's in his own head at the moment. Theros had stopped looking down at his at his tea, like it finally kind of broke his train of thought, and so he was still sitting there uh captivated by what was happening but he doesn't say anything well you know Oren being the emotionally you know respondent one of the group no I he just listens and is smiling he's happy yeah it's it's not a point where you it's not a, it's not a situation you say something you know yeah I'm just happy that it succeeded okay and so the morning comes and you're all able to get yourselves ready to travel. I'm sure that you probably do some, some quick filling in for Ilika so that she's aware of where you're going and where you are and just to make Who sure that all of, all of her yep, introductions between yourselves, yep, once this moment passes and you guys feel more comfortable interjecting yourselves, um, and it, when you're doing all of this, it does seem like she has the faintest of recollections. She probably would put it as though everything that's happened to her during that whole span of time feels like a dream. And it, she kind of remembers it kind of like a dream, like details. It's not like a, a very good account of events, but she does have the gist of what's going on. You just need to maybe fill her in on some some specific details, which doesn't take too much time. And you could do that while you're moving towards the the woods. But you guys have the day ahead of you. What are you doing? Um, I probably want to cl- uh, can reconnect with the survivors at the Rangers Redoubt. Read out wherever that was. Was that here? I think yeah. that was yeah in that little patch. Yeah. Can we? Like, so we can't see down here from where we're at? No, I have it so that you can see two whole hexes away, which would be like two miles Uh-oh. in any direction. Okay. okay. You can't see further? Not with enough detail that I would reveal it on the map, no. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, I didn't want to kind of exchange like at the end of their meeting and if Ilika explains like what it's like kind of thing or her perception... Uh, some platitude along that lines of like, well, it is nice to be meeting you again then. I hope that we get along. And like, kind of acknowledging that obviously we've met in the past, but Hmm. it feels like not really, you know, sort of situation. Okay. And uh, yeah, 
we can continue. Uh, I'm with Andrew. I think we go right to the readout. The readout? The readout. Oh, do I never got back my stuff. So I got HP, but I need to get back my stuff. Okay. Uh, yeah, you guys can make it back to the Ranger Redoubt with no problem. Being on the planes, even if there were any threats, you could see them so far off that you'd be able to navigate your way around them easily. So it's five to there, is that not mistaken? Yes, it is five hexes to get to oh, the so Ranger Redoubt. I see. <laughs> the Hulkgoblins uh, <laughs> And you get there, and all of the survivors are still there. They are alive, still malnourished, still diseased, still wounded, and all that stuff. But they're all still alive. They they made it through the night without you. So it'd be 11 to get back, I think, if I counted, like 11 or 12 somewhere. Yes, and I would say you'd probably have to move at slightly slower speeds with this many wounded peepsles. Right, so let's say we, we normally have 20, right? Movement. Yeah, so normally you'd have 20, which it took 5 to get there. We just take 16 total for the day and get back, or what are you thinking? I mean, so if you have 15 squares, if you have 15 hexes left, I'd probably say that it would take you probably half movement because you have your because you know that the the one person there is like unconscious and being wheeled in a cart, so you can't move super fast. So okay. you'd probably be moving. Prob- so probably, um, would Go we here. check on her to see how she's doing? Is she just unconscious or is she dead? So you can check on her, and the uh, one foxclaw scout guy that talked to you before. He could show you show you over to her. And she is alive. She is breathing but unconscious. And he will explain. He says, she's had a fever ever since the fight with the Hobgoblin. She took some heavy injuries. And as you guys are looking at her, a couple things. One, Nayara, you're looking at this, cre- this creature. That was, <laughs> that was rude. Uh, you're looking at this wounded woman and you can notice that she is an elf. You also notice that she is the same elf that you saw from your visions. The one that had approached Severin's corpse in the second vision, I believe, that looked familiar. Looked familiar? Yeah, looked, looked familiar to you, but you had never seen her before, but something about it was familiar. And you would be able to see pretty obviously that she's taken a lot of wounds. She has a very severe cut to her abdomen, several gashes on her legs, her left ear is missing, and as well as two of her fingers on her right hand. Um, Fingers would be the pinky and the ring finger, the two on that side. So clearly she's in tip-top shape. Yeah. And she, she's definitely sweating. She has a fever. She's unconscious and all that. Theros, if you go over and and are also looking at this 
injured person, you would immediately recognize her. <laughs> Told you. It's his- and as as this other Foxclaw scout is explaining, he's like, she is our, our squad leader, or I guess she was our squad leader when we still had a squad. And as soon as he's beginning to explain this, you recognize her almost immediately as your mother. I know who she is. So do I. Who is she? I saw her in one of my visions. How is that possible? She's my mother. I don't... What? She was... She was on the battlefield. She... She was there with Severin's body after... After he was killed at Ramgate. That doesn't surprise me. She never would back away from a fight. Foolish woman. What does what does this mean? Why did I have a vision about her? I don't know. And frankly, I don't care. Theros is gonna walk away. Uh, Theros, I I don't understand. Why would you not be happy to see your own mother? He doesn't say anything. He just walks out of the camp. He takes for granted what can be taken away too easily. I must say I was not expecting that response. But clearly there's some sort of history between them. And as someone who has one parent that... Let's just say they weren't very parent-like. I can sympathize with him in that regard. It's probably best just to not bring it up again. And if he wants to tell us more, then he will. In the right time. Since Theros isn't one to talk much, uh, if if I may, I can explain a little bit what he does and what's kind of going on in his head. You don't have to, but yeah, if you want to. I have a little bit of something prepared in case something like that were to happen, so it's it's brief, but uh, as he walks out of the camp, um, his grandfather's voice echoes in his mind, uh, the reverberations painting a picture of a memory from his studies in Crystalhurst. Balance, his grandfather's voice repeats. Theros takes a step forward, his eyes are still closed as he stands there in the at the edge of the camp. You must be a creature of balance. His grandfather's voice echoes again. Your life depends on it. If you cannot overcome this childish grudge, you will find yourself strangled by the very power you wield. He just sits down and uh, looks at the, the cabin where his mother is laying injured and thinks over the past and that's it okay and yeah as this is all going on the one foxclaw scout guy is just standing there and he's it's just okay I (laughs) don't know what that was but I guess I don't need to continue the introductions and then he just kind of slowly backs away. He's not sure what to do anymore. Well, I think our priority now is getting you all to the caves where the rest of our group is. 
And maybe once we're there, we can all talk things over in greater detail. But for right now, we need to keep her alive, keep the rest of you alive, and get everyone to safety. We're not out of the woods yet. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> he, he doesn't laugh. but uh yeah so you guys can start moving back towards the caves and you i would say you would have to camp on the way but i'm just gonna i'm just gonna yeah you could just go to the cabin and then make your way over there i'm gonna kind of gloss over the travel that happens unless there's something specific you want to do during that time but if not it would just be one more night in the woods before you make it back to the caves the next day Aiden was going to converse with Ulrit for a bit but Theros' reaction to his mother has gotten to him so he's going to remain pissy (laughs) okay (laughs) oh no in that case Ulrit will approach Aiden <laughs> oh, no. oh no! Now I gotta role play it out. I want him. I want Ora to be like that little brother that's like infatuated with you and just like follows you around and wants to be just like you. <laughs> uh, one, give me one second. Okay. <laughs> <She changed her>. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> You know, can't uh, just have like all this sad mopey music playing. <laughs> so uh, Ulrich's approach Aiden. <coughs> oh, was it uh, Sir, Sir Aiden? You're back. You promised me to tell me stories of your adventures as soon as you returned. Tell me what happened at the shrine. Did you end up rescuing that Kellid woman? Oh, where is your beautiful friend, by the way? Is your friend also beautiful? I didn't get a good look at her before. Where's that dwarf? He was a strong-looking fellow. I'm sure he's got a lot of tails. I've never met many dwarves before. Oh, oh right. of them have Yes. Oh, sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm just so excited. You're here. You will forgive me, Ovid. I-, I am not in the mood for stories. Uh, maybe another time. Oh. Uh. Well, perhaps you would like a story to lift your spirits? <sighs> Go ahead. Tell your story. Oh, well... Uh, what kind of tale would you like me to weave? I could tell you a, a romance. Uh, I could tell you an epic tale of, of heroes. Those are my favorite. Um, maybe perhaps a history lesson. Dealer's choice. <laughs> oh, all right. You know, being about here, about here has been a bit lonely, so I'll share with you one of my favorite romances. Many years ago, there were two dwarves, madly in love, but their families would not let them be together. After all, one served the mighty Torag, and the other, well, let's say she worshipped a deity much less inclined to uh, be followed by those of us <laughs> with a propensity for the good side of nature. Anyway, I, I, I have to interrupt Ulrit. Do you, have you heard of Kining? No, I, I'm sorry, I don't know that name. Oh, go on with your tale. 
I, I might know someone who this situation applies to. Really? Well, they do say life imitates art. Anyway, these two dwarves would meet secretly every night, and they would, as part of their tradition, cast blessings from each other's deities on each other. This angered their gods, though, and it caused quite a stir. Eventually, it led to a bloody feud between the two families, and the two dwarves, not wanting to risk any more bloodshed, decided to spend their time apart once more. But again, unbeknownst to their families, they delved deep into the Darklands, fighting together to survive, their love growing deeper each day, until finally they found a place and the upper grounds again, where they could spend the rest of their lives together without any interference from their families. It's a beautiful story. I would much like to meet your, who, whoever it is you know who's, who this could inspire. I, I do love seeing this come to life. He's kind of just like quiet for an awkward amount of time after the story's finished. Wait, are you saying is that is that dwarf who's with you? Does he fancy someone? I do not have any part in his. Well, I do not know. You will have to ask him yourself. Oh, I shall. I think I shall. Where where was your uh, elf friend? What elf friend do you mean? There was another, another companion with you earlier. He didn't speak much. Very quiet fellow. Ah, Theros. Yes, why don't you talk to him? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I don't for real. Know. He didn't, sound, didn't seem like a very interesting <laughs> person. Very quiet. It's not usually the kind of per- people I uh, spend time with. But it, I, I'm curious. He had a bear with him. Um, so Theros is actually, I don't know, it's a bit of a sore subject for Ida at the moment. So he'll be like, what is it you want to know about Theros? There is not much to know. He is a druid of the Fangwood. Ah, that explains the bear companion. All right, that's mostly what I was curious about. But I suppose I could seek him out for myself if I have any more information. I don't want to pry into any business you two may have with each other. I, I apologize. No, I am not in the best of moods over it. I, you will forgive me. I will hear more of your stories, and I will tell you a tale. But over it, mine are not happy. And he'll kind of, like, put some distance between them as he paces faster as they're walking. Very well, then. It was a pleasure to meet you, Aiden. As you walk away. <laughs> And he just kind of, like, does one of them. <laughs> yep, sure. <laughs> As they're walking through the forest. That was amazing. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of a tired joke, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the part that had me dead was, like, they would cast blessings from each other's deities. <laughs> yeah, they would 100% lose favor with their deities. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I, I didn't want I 
I, there was half of mine where I, I wanted to be Aiden, like, you want to know a story? My mother and my sister are dead. But I figured that'd be a little too, a little too, <laughs> too much. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually, as you guys are traveling through the forest, having these conversations... You return to the caves. And you see some things. Where's Most, Mostly where's that Jen? everyone's dead. First no, oh, there's Jen. No, not everyone is dead. But <laughs> as you approach the entrance to the caves, you can see that there are a couple of trees that have been felled. Looks like somebody cut down a couple trees. And it's almost like they were starting to... Uh, um, I'm not sure of all the technical terms, but they were cutting them, fashioning them into certain, uh, like, poles and such, and there's almost, like, the start of a fence being yeah. built. Um, and they were, like, scraping away to get them flat and whatnot with the tools that they got from Navi. And this this fence is just barely started. But you also notice that there are three goblin bodies and one hobgoblin body in front of the cave. And they're dead. Ooh. And standing just outside of the vines are Lerosa and Tidel, like bows at the ready and all that. And as you guys begin to approach, they kind of draw their weapons and whatnot. But as soon as they see you, they calm down and kind of each take a breath and they're looking at you. And Tidel says, It's good to see you again. I didn't know if you were going to get back anytime soon, but. It's good to see you. I'm glad you're safe. It is good to see you, Tidal. He nods. And, uh... How big is the palisade that they've made so far? Just It's just been started. It's like, it's like five feet of a, of a fence. It's, they've, like, barely got started. It looks like. They've only had a little bit of time while you guys were gone. Um, yeah, I don't think I know anything to say. Well, we brought some company. We were able to find survivors uh, in the southern Fangwood. Um, people who must be by Desna's luck were able to survive for this long on their own, but they're not well. We need to get them inside and somewhere safe. Of course. It looks like you had your own excitement here what what happened yes uh it, yesterday we were uh Lorosa and i were just coming back from a hunting trip we had just gone out to get some food and whatnot i know we don't necessarily need to but it's always nice to have a little bit of meat on hand so we were actually just just coming back from our hunting trip and lee fang was out here working on some of the trees he got this idea in his head that he could set up some kind of fence defense or something like that I don't know what his plans are he's the one that was working on it and as soon as we got back we actually got attacked by you can see there's a couple goblins here and a hobgoblin not sure exactly what they thought they were doing but as soon as they saw the three of us out here they just attacked on sight and luckily 
the three of us were able to actually fight them off. Uh, we uh, had our weapons at hand, luckily, and Li Fang had a hand axe that he was using to chop down the trees, so we weren't totally unarmed, so we fended off those attackers. And I think these four were the only ones. I don't think any of them got away. We actually tracked them out a little bit to see where they came from. It looks like they they didn't come here intentionally, I don't think. It looks like they were heading somewhere north and made an abrupt turn. <laughs> I think maybe they heard the woodworking or something like that. I don't know if they heard the screaming from the mushrooms as somebody went back and forth from the entrance. I'm not sure, but it looks like they made a sharp turn to this direction. I don't think they were coming here intentionally, though. Well, I'm glad that you were able to defend yourselves. Um, Was anyone hurt? No, I mean, nothing serious. We were able to hold our own pretty well, actually. Surprisingly well, to be honest, but it wasn't it wasn't too bad just one of the, the the hobgoblin was the only real threat the goblins weren't that big of a deal but we managed actually near the tail end that weird crystal thing showed up as well and finished off the last one but yes. nobody Li Feng he's fine we're fine nothing to worry about in that regard good we uh, probably should burn these bodies so they don't cause disease for anyone at the camp yeah, we can, we can get to that. We it only happened like yesterday, so we haven't really done much. Uh, Auburn said to hold off on doing any more of the woodwork, so Lee Fang's not been continuing his his work on this fence so far. We've just been kind of standing guard here for a while. Well, the good news is I, I don't know if there's anything that we are going to have to go out and do in the Fangwood anytime soon. We'll have to have some discussions to see what we're going to do now, but... Well, I think we might be here for a few days and we might be able to help fortify this place and make it more secure against any attacks should we need to go out again. Tidal nods. He's like, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. I I don't think they're going to find us too easily. I don't... I assume they know where we are. I I don't know, but... I mean, as long as we're careful, they probably won't have an easy time finding us. So, yeah, a couple days here be would be nice. It's it's actually a lot better here than it was in the cabin. It's a lot more spacious. People are actually taking a liking to it a lot more. You haven't by any chance seen anything to do with Gashmaw, have you? Not while we've been here. No, the only the only members of our group that have gone outside of the cave really are Larosa and, and, and me. We were hunting every now and then, but we don't go too far. And Li Fang comes just to the entrance when he was working on the fence, but not any further. He didn't go into the forest at all. Everybody else pretty much stays inside. Good. Well, that's good to know. Um, we're going to go uh, take these guests inside and get them introduce them to everyone else and and get them acquainted with this place. Uh, I think we're going to be permanently taking them on into our group till we can figure out where we go from here. So your your work is appreciated. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. She'll just kind of walk away. Okay. 
<laughs> Keep up the good work, champ. High five. We just killed 16 undead and 6 hobgoblins. You guys are doing swell. <laughs> this is where my little charisma good scrub. comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Andrew. I was just going to say at that moment when none of our characters are char charismatic leaders. <laughs> Josh is like, oh, what? <laughs> I always forget. Nairi's charisma isn't actually that bad, but my charisma is not very good. So after a certain point when you're role playing, you just kind of hit a wall and you're like, well, what's talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you guys finish your... Uh, debriefing with these two and they let you guys go by and you open up the vines and immediately there's a, a loud shrieking scream from the mushrooms which what? probably well, scares half of the people with you nearly to death real, that's real right. quick yeah don't I, be alarmed <laughs> um Iden's been muted so he didn't get to chime in but he just wanted to say uh that he was glad that they, nobody got hurt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so and as soon as you go in and, and that scream starts, you can hear somebody ah! deeper in the yeah, somebody deeper into the caves goes, Oh, for the love of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it too, and I do it. <laughs> so I did have a question, Jason. Yes. So from Navi, I think I told you I wanna practice um some crafting for yes. armor. Yes. So I had looked up how to make like a masterwork item and then how to make like a plus one item mm. and i need raw materials could i purchase those raw materials from nobby yeah you could you could have gotten raw materials from her when she was uh selling you things to you make a, a plus one to make a plus one yeah item you need a, a specific crafting feat there's a couple oh. that you can get. Yeah, there's craft magical arms and armor. There's craft magical weapons, and then there's also you can take what's called a feat called Master Craftsman, which oh. allows you to craft magical items if you didn't have spell levels. But you do have you do have yeah. a spell a caster level, so you don't have to worry about that third one. But you will need one of those other two, whichever route you decide yeah. to go. You'll need that okay. feat. So just so you know, the feat is craft magic arms and armor. You can yeah. create magic armor, shields, weapons. The prerequisite is caster level fifth. So next level, your fifth level feat could be craft arms and armor if you wanted to go that route. Or craft magical weapons. Those are your two choices, basically. No, craft arms and armor is armor and oh, arms. Oh, arms and armor. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I mean, for right now, I was just going to look to do the masterwork. I wasn't looking to do the, yep. the plus one. because I Yeah, you can do masterwork. Just, yeah, masterwork you could do now, I think. But yeah. yeah, if you took that feat, you could do magical. And that's cool. Functionally, it's for every 1,000 gold for the price of that, it would take yeah. you a day. It would take some time, but you technically would get things cheaper than Half if you were price. to buy them. So, yeah. Oh. yeah, that's just something to keep in mind as you as you go through. Masterwork is fine, but if you want to make plus one stuff, then you can take the feet and you can do that. Cool. Nice. But yeah, raw materials you can buy from Navi. We can handle that as, as necessary. I was just saying earlier, though, too, when Sarah was talking about uh, the different charisma scores, that's why I take some co peace and comfort when I roleplay a low charisma character, so that when I flub, it's like, oh, no, I was just I was <laughs> roleplaying Aiden. Uh, like, he's just an awkward guy. Like, that's not on me. <laughs> and that's always a fallback I got. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, you bring everybody into the caves here, and I think I looked up the numbers, and with all of them, you have a total of like 39 people, not including yourselves. And We're building an army. I was gonna yeah. say, sounds like an army to me. Malnourished, <laughs> <laughs> diseased, <laughs> injured to people. Take back Feindar. Uh, They're getting better, man. So that's a point. So we do have an anti-plague, so should I just remove that from the inventory and say we gave it to one of them to help yeah, just yeah, flavor? Yeah, if you want to use any of your healing items to help them, you can. The arena would tell you that she, basically she would explain with this many people having disease, you don't have enough people to like truly counteract the disease because you'd have to have like mm-hmm. 13 cure diseases or 13 all this stuff like you can definitely help them but it is going to take time it's not yeah. going to be a quick thing even if you use anti-plague even if you use restoration spells to keep their con from going too low down most of your spell casting would be stopping it from getting worse more so than anything else right yeah well we only really need to worry about frampton and ulrit so Basically, then we don't need to worry about Ulrich. Let's just say that the two of them are mostly injured and sick for the sake of the story because you know they can't be involved with the rest of the party. Yeah, they've actually got double disease because they were the ones fighting, so they've got tetanus. I'll just let you know you can identify it tetanus and fill fever, and they're injured. And they're malnourished from lack of provision points. And they are conveniently uninvolved in the plot until we need them. <laughs> they are going to be recovering plot sickness. until the story decides otherwise. So here's a here's a fun thing. So if Ulrich has tetanus, there's a 50% chance that his jaw is stiffened to the point where he yep. cannot speak for 24 hours. <laughs> I'm actually going to play that. So any One future hope. any future role play with him. If I if I remember it, I'm gonna have you roll fifty percent to see. If you oh, can that's see. so mean! I'm gonna need him to go ahead and roll that for the story he told earlier. <laughs> Can't retcon that now, baby. It's no nope, retcon it. Roll it. It never happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Can't Disney, calm that down, now, baby. Calm down, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> that's just Actually, touch me. I'll it's do like it the for worst today. disease for him. Okay, so you can't speak today. Right. <laughs> yes, never happened. No, the story happened before no. today. I thought it was yesterday that it happened. Nope, but it was this early morning, this morning. I thought it was. I thought it was uh, on the way to the camp. You're you're correct. It was on the way to the the first camp, actually. The, yeah, on the way to the cabin. All yeah. that talking he did on the journey to the camp really tightened up his jaw for the next yeah. day, and he yeah, wakes up. Stories and is making it worse. Yeah. That's he why just hums. recovers. He hums every time. He's so long to recover. He can't stop himself from talking. It's like, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So you guys all make it back to the caves. What are you? Uh, what are y'all doing? Um, well, go ahead, Sarah. No, go ahead. I I don't think. I mean, apart, I, I don't have anything to do. I don't think. Like, I think Iden's next thought is tying up loose ends. You know, like when he heard Gashma, like his he would have like had a reaction to that. It's like, oh yeah, I gotta go kill Gashma. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, gotta go take care of that magical beast cat. Thing. <laughs> that old bean. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so I think that mostly on his mind is just tying up loose ends, searching all the other places that we had intel about, and salvaging anything. Um, and then without a plot hook. 
I know what Aiden's going to do, but it would be interesting. <laughs> so, well, so we'll say, so you guys making it back today, you're sitting all of these injured people probably in the, uh, this room here with all of the, what used to be the bedding. And as you guys are walking around, you can see that they've started to tidy up the place pretty well. They're they're using the water at their disposal to kind of clean up some of the less desirable stains of blood and, and stuff that had been in most of these caves. They scraped away most of the uh, muck and scum from that pool, so that's a, a lot cleaner now. Uh, Jin has kind of set up a makeshift alchemist area in one of the caverns, and jet set up all the provisions in another one and they're starting to to make the place a bit more of a home and were you going to say something josh i thought your well, hand yeah went. it did i i might actually unless I, uh, she approaches us first I, I might talk to auburn at some point okay so just let the like the scenes play out and then if nothing happens for a while yeah. talk to her. well actually you know as the day progresses probably once evening starts to come around, Auburn would actually... So everybody would gather in that main ch- chamber there, and Auburn would actually approach you guys, and she would kind of look to you, and this is kind of a turning point in the in the AP. It says that it can go in two... Not a turning point, a, a, a fork in the story. Crossroads? Oh, one of two ways, depending on how you guys have handled things up to this point. Oh, I'm very excited about this. Uh-oh. So, looking back at all that has happened out here in the Fangwood, how do you think you guys have done? Do you think that you've done a fairly good job or a fairly poor job? Like, good. have things gone, gone well or have they gone poorly? Well, Slightly you... above average, but not great. I'm really concerned about that bridge. I think that if we had blown up that bridge, we would have been in a much better position for, like, several days. Huh. They wouldn't have been able to bother us. We might have been able to save Gristledown, I wonder. I think we've done bad. Yeah. I I'm not optimistic. I go with, with Josh. I think we did slightly better than average. I don't think we could have really done much better. Other than the bridge, right. The I mean, bridge. if we blew the bridge, that would have been a huge factor. But I honestly think that if we had blown the bridge, I think that there is a chance that you get to Gristle Down fast enough. I think that's probably in there. Um, and then that is an, an insane number of survivors. I think we've done about average. Okay. So, according to the criteria that the book gives... There was never a day when someone had to do half provisions or no provisions. You managed to just barely, most of the time, but just barely have everybody have full provision points every single day. You managed to find shelter from the storm. So nobody was out in the the wild when the storm hit. Uh, For the most part, the majority of people have survived. You managed to get rid of that illness without it's spreading to a whole bunch of different people and the big ones are you managed to take the caves so you have a permanent shelter you brought back all of these survivors Ilika's doing well that's so, in the book? no Ilika what? I'm just adding in all that other stuff but basically the attitude of the group is looking up you've definitely had some hard times it's definitely not like everything has gone our way, but a lot of things have, and the big things kind of have. You have shelter, you have food, 
all of that. They're feeling safer. So as Auburn approaches you, she kind of comes up to you and you see that she's smiling and she says, we haven't, we haven't had me. Trying to get into voice. I've gone through so many voices. I know. I know. Auburn, are you okay? Are you having a stroke? I'm not going to lie though. Of genius. uh, My voice today even. So like, I can't imagine juggling as many as you do. I apologize. I, I had a, I had a frog in my throat there for a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I just wanted to say that we wouldn't have made it this far without you. Everyone here wants you to know how much we appreciate what you've done for us. We've come a long way, and we're going to keep pulling together until we find a permanent place. And you know, this is probably going to last us quite a long time. Hopefully. We'll make it back to Feindar someday. But for now, this place will make do. And with you on our side, things will work out. I think we all we all believe that. And in the meantime, I, I've got something that I wanted to show you. I've been waiting for you guys to come back, and I wanted to show you this. And she picks up a staff, and it, she holds it upright in, in both hands, and there's a crossbeam that has been tied to the top of this staff. And a green scarf hangs down like a banner. And two bristly pine branches are across the top. And she looks at you and she says, We decided we needed a symbol. Something to rally us. What do you think? And I can actually reveal this in the journal here if you give me a second. In the handouts, go to this edit in all people's journals. Okay. So you should have a handout in in your journal there for the Hemlock Banner. Oh, about time. Which which uh, journal? The oh, next to the one, chat. One handouts Hemlock Banner. And that is the the banner that she has in her hands. She's holding up to you. Whoa. Oh man, now I really wish I had played a cal- cavalier because that you would have a standard bearer arms oh, like yeah. right right here. You'd be, you would have... you'd be just about at the level that you'd get one too. Yeah, yeah, it'd be just about the level. So like level five, you would be care- you could be a flag bearer, and you would have something to rally people. You actually get a plus one morale bonus. Yep. Stuff you can yep. Do and she shows this to you. She's like, oh, well, what, what do you think? <clears throat> certainly is uh, green. And Orn will just shake his head and uh, step away. <laughs> I'm the only patriot. I forgot. <laughs> um, it looks nice. <laughs> Nari and Orn are both like, yeah, again. You do you, champ. You guys are doing great. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't. Theros will oh. just be like, I do not. I'm not sure I understand its importance, but if it makes you all happy, I, I support this. Iden will take it if she offers it to him. Yeah, if you reach out. She can put it in your hand, and she'll address the other three. And she's like, "It's it's just a symbol where." I thought something to rally us, you know, as like a, like a banner, a flag. 
just like all the nations have their flags to show who they are and to bring unity to their people I thought we could have something as well Auburn is right and uh he'll, he'll take the banner shot 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 <laughs> <laughs> um and, and he'll look to the party and you know then maybe address the rest of the crowd and he'll say I understand that not everyone here is Nermathi. Some of you had come to visit Feindar for the festival, and and some of you are have no connection here. I understand that. I understand that our struggles are not the same. But lately, they have been. So I think what Oberyn did is wise. Because no matter where we are from, what we hope to do, we, from Feindar, will stand together. And we will brave it all. So maybe it's just a flag. Maybe it's just some pine cones on a stick. <laughs> but this is us. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. I don't mean to laugh. It's just the last part got me a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. Got, got me too. Isn't Auburn partially blind? <laughs> I just imagine her out like in the forest trying to put this thing together. She thought they were flowers. Oh, it's beautiful. Imagine flowers. She's not, she's not completely blind. I really enjoyed the sentiment. It's like when a kid draws you a picture, you know, in its fridge art. But it's terrible. Oh, I see. It looks like Dustin Hoffman. You, you no, it's supposed to be Aiden. Oh, yeah, I see it. I see it. I see it, yeah. Oh, beautiful. I, I, I love it. Yeah, it's so good. That was great. Fantastic. The writers of this part 100% weren't expecting people to laugh at her banner. <laughs> this is out of character. Touching, Metagaming. Touching moments. I tried. I tried to save her, but no one, no one cared. They only, they only no had cared. so much at hand to work with. Oops, that's not it. <sighs> it's, it's lovely. These so, are our pine cones. <laughs> they took them. I just see your message. <laughs> oh, God. Back, back with his hours. And it uh. stopped here. With these trees. <laughs> and these leaves. So as as you guys are there, and Aiden gives this, this uh, inspirational speech, do the other three of you say anything to the crowd? Jace seems defeated. <laughs> oh man, Theros isn't going to say anything, but Ulrich's gonna be like, mm, mm, mm. 
Yeah, he's loving it. He's this is riveting to him. He loves it. He's clapping for you, like like yeah. Ulrich is clapping there. I can't wait to hear Ulrich's retelling of this event because to him, it's probably much more epic than reality. Like I can totally see him playing it up. Like and then a thousand on the corpses of a thousand hobgoblins, he rose triumphantly. <laughs> like this banner is amazing. Okay. Nayari, did you want to say anything? No, I think she's probably standing next to Ilika. Just they don't do this stuff where they're from, so they're just kind of hanging back, like cool. Okay. Cool. They don't have fla- flags in Kellid lands. I don't think they care too much about standards and banners and stuff like that. You know, historically people do. I know y'all making a joke of it, but standard and, like, it's a significant issue. Oh, <laughs> no uh, I'm just playing to th- Theros. Like, he's not... Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Really. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> Ulrit I would be 100% behind you. He'd, he'd love it. But right. anyway, go right. ahead. No, I, Carry I, on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, okay. y'all, y'all are great. I was just saying. So, only... Aiden is able to attempt this because the rest of you did not uh, make any any words here. So, Aiden, roll a... Oh. Your choice. Diplomacy, intimidate, perform oratory, or profession soldier. Ah, uh, this is where I wish I had profession soldier. I want Elwood to be alive! <laughs> I actually want to be Elwood. And because of the role play, uh, Whichever one you pick, give yourself a plus five bonus. Oh. Ooh. Okay, so what are my choices? Diplomacy, intimidate, probably not intimidate, perform oratory or profession soldier. So the only one that I can do intimidate or diplomacy, but intimidate does not make any sense. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think how role playing intimidate in this situation would make sense. Like Oh, Don't you dare mock this uh, flag! Like, this I is a beautiful think, flag! No, I can think of a reason. Like, you're not inciting... Like, you're trying to f- make them fearful towards the enemy in a way that rallies them It's a commanding to presence. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, like, you know, we're not going to let them take Like a drill kids. sergeant. Yeah, we're not yeah. going to do this again. This is where we take our stand. You will, you will, like that kind of... We'll fight them on the beaches! We'll right. fight them in the forest! We'll right, fight exactly. them in Feindar! Okay, you wonder why I'm actually, like, trying not to cry, though? I had rip. I had... Oh, I literally wrote, um, way back when I first made Elwood, I wrote a speech for literally if this ever happened. Aww. And it's just... You'll have to never hear it. <laughs> A ghostly apparition appears and is like, oh, yeah. Severin sent me, and just for this moment, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you deliver though, this speech. It's it's pretty cool. I'll have to save it for some other some other day. I'm I'm gonna take diplomacy, but I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna cheese you here a little bit. Can I take what would be my three and intimidate and apply it to my diplomacy? Um, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> he's gonna start the. He's gonna do an intimidate instead of a well, diplomacy. The rule of Iden begins now. <laughs> well, well the, the next, the next thing though, perform. I don't have anything in. Like I have a zero. Can I take that? Wait, no, because my charisma is low. That's why it sucks. Yeah, so I'm just gonna roll and add <laughs> a, a five to this. Okay. An iron fist and a punchable face. <laughs> 
He tries to be commanding, but everybody just giggles. I wanted to use a hero point on it. You have a hero point, don't I? I don't know. I don't check your hero points. You were were thinking about awarding some at the end of Illica, you had said, online. Yeah, I'm going to do that. As this scene ends, ah. this is the culmination <laughs> of the scene. Okay. Right after this roll. <laughs> yeah, no problem. It's fine. It's fine. It's not not like only you. did you not inspire them, they are now rising up against us. No, <laughs> so they kicked us out. Six, but plus five brings yeah. you to an eleven. So, so above, I'll just read. Yeah, possibly. I'll read average. from the book here. It says, allow each PC to attempt a DC ten diplomacy intimidate perform blah blah blah. Ooh, Apply okay. any bonuses appropriate for roleplay. I have done so. Each success inspires one NPC follower, generating a promotion to the PCs. Whoa! So, for every five by which you succeed, you get another one. So I only one follower? of you. Oh, no, that's not what it means. <laughs> I I can get him to craft my armor and carry my stuff and that's get PC not level. What it means? I have the leadership all. feat. No. So. You only get one promotion because you just met the DC and only one of you attempted it, but basically you can choose one of the PCs and increase their level, basically. Oh, level them up. Except for Auburn, because she doesn't count. <laughs> you mean... Did you mean NPCs? NPCs, yes. Yeah. NPCs. Oh. I was like, oh. pick me. So, I want to like, be leveled up. Basically, what a promotion does is you can pick one of the NPCs and change their class. So if you had a commoner, you could make them a warrior or make them an adept or make them an expert. Or you could pick one of them and go like warrior one to warrior two or, yeah. or expert happened, two to expert three. What happens if I pick someone who's currently an NPC? Will they gain a PC level? <laughs> they can't. By the standard promotion, they cannot gain PC levels and they cannot exceed your level in their class. Uh, so they're currently our same level, so they can't go up higher. Well, no. Who, who Who's your level? What are you if, talking about? If, 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 if you put Frampton or Ulrit. <laughs> no, they are excluded just like Auburn. Okay. Well, they don't have NPC levels, so they don't count as for this. I, I would leave it to you, except that there is a story. It just is conflicting because there is someone who I think is the best fit, but um, it it might also who do you not think? matter. Yeah, I'll be changing some levels on my own. So, for instance, Ilika is going to change. Jin is going to change. So, some of the NPCs I will be changing myself. I think. Uh, Lee Fang is actually the one who's the most likely, right? Like, if I'm not mistaken. And you, you can understand why that's problematic, potentially. So, I'll just make it all flavor. Let's let's have him be the one who's called to action, in any sense. I like okay. that. Yeah. Good yeah. story beat there. Yeah, because he, he's the one who, who took the loss with um, Sir Dehudwal. He's the one who would have taken it closest to heart, I'm sure. So, because other so looked like it, right? The first person that would come to his mind, obviously, that I would want would be Auburn, but Auburn can't level up. So then, thereafter, that Aiden doesn't have a personal connection to anyone here. So I would leave it in the GM's hands to like whoever you want to award, like was inspired by whatever he said. That's who it'll go to. Elika, so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Honestly, maybe it was Lee Fang. Yeah. Maybe that was the boost that's that what, he needed. That's what after I didn't was. Down. That's what Josh yeah. was just saying. That's what yeah. Josh was saying. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think Lee Fang. 
Okay. So we will boost him up with the speech that Aiden has spoken here. Level and... one brawler? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, I'll be boosting up Jin as well. So he'll be a level one alchemist. And mm. Ilika will change to a level one shaman. Ooh. Oh my gosh, I love all of this. Oh, can we have picked up? I want. I forgot about Veld again. I wanted to pick her up. Oh well, we can go back for her. Yeah. So at this point, I'll say so. I'm going to give everyone a hero point. I will give. So Josh gets the hero point because of the speech he did. Uh, Andrew and Justin get the hero points because of their role play earlier with Frampton and Ulrich showing up and and all of that uh, encounter. And then Sarah gets a, a hero point for all of the role play with the Ilika quest and well, first successfully for, saving her. Forget all the role play. That wouldn't have happened without what you wrote as a backstory. So that wouldn't have happened, right? If I'm not mistaken? What wouldn't have happened without have- whose backstory? Elica, pretty much everything. I mean, we might have gone to the shrine for other reasons, but all yeah, the, stuff, yeah, all going stuff, to the shrine and stuff. Yeah, all that's Elica, and all of that is because what Sarah did. So yeah, that's awesome. More or less, Jason rolled with it a yeah. bit. So yeah, it's fine. It's it's fine. <laughs> this this is fine. It's fine. So yeah, you all gain one hero point. Yay! Yay! I'll mark it. So I think that puts. Everyone at one. Oh wait, uh, no. Andrew has two now. Andrew, because he still has the one that he's saving for Ulrich. Yeah. Yes. They actually have a place where you can put points under experience. Huh. Didn't know that. Put here points. But yeah. At this point, there's going to be a little bit of a time skip. You guys are going to have a couple days here in the cave that you can do as you wish. You can. Uh, continue to have Li Fang work on that fence if you want. Maybe help him out. Whatever you want to do. Uh, you could clean up the uh, forge. It's going to take a couple days or if you have a couple people, it might take only one or two days to uh, get the forge back up and running in, in good condition so you can actually start using it. And there's a couple other loose ends that you've said you wanted to do and you can yeah. point out which ones you want to do and I can say which ones you'd have the time to do if you so desire to do them. There are so, two yeah. that are important to me. I want to go and I'll roll whatever you want me to roll, or we can role play it out, or we can do whatever you want. Uh, I want to get El- uh, Veld to leave her little thing and come here where I think it's safer, where Aiden thinks it's safer. Um, if that's at all possible, or if she's at all able to be convinced, that's what he wants to try to do, at least. Okay, so one of the things you want to do is is check on Veld again and see mm-hmm. what can be done with her. Okay. Yep. And, and the other thing? Gashmaw's to gotta die. Okay, so you want to try to find Gashmaw. Yeah, that's that's my two things. Okay. Uh, does anybody else have any specific things that they want to do? Just, just curious, and we can RP this later, but why do we want to kill Gashmaw now? I want to, just because he said he would way back when. Wouldn't he be out harassing the hobgoblins right now? Uh, yeah, you could say that, and then maybe he wouldn't, but he could still bother them. Yeah, we'll deal with that when we cross that road. Yeah, we'll deal with that when we get there, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I think during this time, Nayari will be 
conspiring with Ilika um, now that she kind of has someone from her homeland with her um, she is going to she's very limited in what she can do but they would probably work together to try to come up with um, some semblance of a meal that's inspired from their homeland (laughs) Um, they don't really have all of the supplies that they would need um, but they'll probably try to use what little spices they can collect or you know meats that they have and any other things and they would one night for the the group they would try to put together a a kellet inspired meal yeah roll craft cooking (laughs) um (laughs) you could so yeah if you were working with jet at all she could take directions and do that we probably would a very very phenomenal cook yeah we would bring her into the loop and say you know this is what we used to eat this is um just for something different aside from the you know every day we're just going to eat a haunch of lamb or whatever but and she's all for it she's like oh that is that is a fantastic idea i'd love to try it i've never tried making kellid uh food before but i am more than willing to try my hand at it and yeah does she actually have ranks in either profession chef or craft cooking i would have to check on her character sheet to see what those were i think i can't remember if i did that or not i think she's an aristocrat so technically no but technically no but you can make profession yeah theros is outside with volus while they're all and they're doing that thing he's just chilling outside thinking with his own thoughts with his over there I can't talk <laughs> he's just outside thinking yep. <clears throat> or ask uh, Kining to help repair the forge yep and maybe mend his broken heart <laughs> she's she's actually she's actually been working asked. on it so much <laughs> she's been working on it while you guys were gone so she's made a little bit of progress herself um, but yeah, you could go down and assist her, maybe get one of the other refugees to help you out just to have somebody on hand and three or four people. You could get it up and running in, in three days pretty easily. And sometime during that period of time, uh, Jin would obviously have found out that uh, Arya oh, yeah. is has to be alive and very wounded. She does not come to consciousness during these few periods of these few days, uh, at least not in a in a way that she can really go around and do stuff. She was extremely injured, kind of similar to how Auburn was at the start, a very very debilitating uh, injury. And like I said, some of some of her wounds just aren't going to heal all the way. Like she's missing an ear and a couple fingers, and there's not much you're going to be doing to get that back into the way it was before but she's also diseased just like the others so she's probably the worst off out of everyone so she doesn't really come into a coherent state of mind but Jin kind of stays by her side that whole time just you can you can probably see him if you're watching he'll be maybe writing in a journal every now and then just as he sits by her just waiting for time to pass not really comfortable going off and doing something else while he knows she's here suffering 
I think at some point, um, if Theros is by himself, Nayari would approach him. I don't know. It, it would be away from other people, maybe when he's outside. I don't know. He's basically out, out here, just sitting up in the tree, just not talking to anybody else, just vibing. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his brooding. lo-fi tunes playing. <laughs> right, I guess he's vibing to study is and too positive. Too. He's brooding yeah. out there. Yeah. <laughs> brooding um, is probably better. So she would find him at some point, and she would probably sit down at the base of the tree if he's up in a tree. And uh, she would say, Theros, I don't expect you to explain to any of us the feelings that you have for your mother but I just wanted to let you know that a small part of me understands perhaps what you might be going through my mother is gone she died several years ago from an illness Uh, she was sick for quite some time and in the end she could not fight it off and she passed away She was one of several concubines of my father, who was the chief of our, of our tribe. And my father had no love for me, especially since I was a half-breed. I wasn't considered worthy to be counted one of his children. So while there may not exist bad blood between us necessarily, I truly only had one parent in my life. And I'm not saying that you need to make amends with her. I'm not saying that at all. I, of all people, know how to hold a grudge. But I just wanted to let you know that if you ever need someone to talk about or talk to about this, I'm always here. And I won't judge you no matter what your feelings are. Theros will remain quiet for a moment and just taking in what she said and he'll respond and I'll say you'll forgive me if I don't really know how to talk about this I've not as I've stated before I've not spent much time around other people and that is in due part to her her doing. Uh, he starts to get irritated, uh, so he remains quiet again and says, I'm sorry, please don't take it personally. And he'll just kind of remain there brooding still. <laughs> but just, you know. He, he he did make eye contact with Nayari just to, to acknowledge that he appreciates her concern, but he's staying there for now. Well, if nothing else, you can just treat her as one of the group, and hopefully she will get to the point where she is well enough to move up and around and and leave again. Perhaps. But honestly, I 
I can't fault her if she wants to leave. There's part of me that wants to leave as well. But I guess we'll just have to see what happens. Why would she stay now? She has nothing here. Where is she going to go? Oh, I've wondered that my entire life. But apparently blood is more... Spilling blood is more important to her than her own family. That kind of hits Nayari hard a little bit. Because where she's from, there is a big emphasis on family in the group, but they're also, you know, barbarian people and spilling blood and fighting is in their nature. So she kind of feels maybe a twinge of guilt at that just because there are times when she takes pleasure in the fight and in spilling blood. Well, whatever happens, know that you got a friend in me. After all that, that's how you end it. Like, all of that was it. perfect, and then it's, well, just well, remember, you've got a friend in me. I gotta, you, I gotta, you, I gotta each, say. Each one of these scenes... <laughs> You're closing. Yeah, I'm telling you. Like earlier in her RP with the two guards, she's like, "Well, keep it going." (laughs) That's our that's that's our mo. Our ability to role play. We have literally ended like three serious scenes. This this is a problem I have though. Like this is why I hate talking on the phone because I don't know how to end the conversation in a good way. So it's usually really awkward where it's like. All right, I, I, and I think that's okay. You just let the awkward like hold because yep. that—that's well, no, like kind of a. Here's the thing, though. If that was a real life situation, let's say you were telling that to somebody, like, "Hey, you, you got a friend in me." You could both <laughs> laugh at it, right? And then you would like it would be a heartwarming moment. The problem is, is that in world, these characters don't get the joke. <laughs> so, they don't get the joke. So I tried. So, like I was the layer. I was trying to come up with something different to say, and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Meta game. Meta gaming. I got a good laugh. Theros yeah. felt felt a you know a little twinge of warmth in his heart from you saying it that. was sincere. She <laughs> said it sincerely. Yes. Even yeah. if I couldn't deliver it sincerely, it, it was sincere. It's a beautiful sentiment ruined by pop culture and memes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we can continue on to whoever else is if anybody else is doing something. That works for me. Yeah, I think the only other Whoa. scene or an inciting. I mean, we could play that one out. Uh, I didn't know if you guys wanted to play that one out because that was mostly just getting the thing. It's prepared. not going to be what you guys think it's going to be. <laughs> no, but did you have something you wanted to do? I don't, I don't know what Warren's feelings are. If you wanted to role play that scene out, it would be a lot of silence. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, they're, they, they, I think they've come to a place where they can accept each other's presence, but they don't like each other. They right. would so never things. like each other. Yeah. They're so close, they don't even need words to communicate. <laughs> yeah, all right, you got a friend in me. Why don't you calm down? <laughs> Ooh. 
Yeah, they, the we can they... lord that one over you for a little while. Everybody. You can just call me Randy Newman. <laughs> um, yeah, they have we... four people working on the forge. One of them is to actually help. The fourth person is just to carry things between the two of them since they won't go near each other. <laughs> Some of the folks may be a, bit, a little bit shorter than I am. <laughs> yes. Ulrich there just like go eyed going like... <laughs> Two? I would like to talk to Aubryn again, um, like in okay. private. But I think that I can be last if anyone else wants to do something. Yeah, because I was just going to say the only other things to do were scenes if you went to Veld or whatnot. I will go to mm. Veld. Um, if you uh, you want a role play scene, like uh, just a, yeah, a yeah, short sure. one. Sure, we'll do a short one because there might so be checks involved. He wants to do the voice so bad. No, well, but there might be checks involved. So. No. Yeah, I know, and I hate Veld. No. Like, gosh, Alan hates Veld. No. <laughs> I love Veld. She's my backup um, character. <laughs> are we twentieth uh, level witch? Are we? Are we going? Uh, am I going by myself, or is anyone going with me to this scene? Uh, yeah, I who? think I think it's common knowledge that nobody go with is you. leaving. Yeah, we're all going together. Okay. Well, no, we have to pry Orin away from that forge. Kicking and say, screaming. Okay. So, first my of love. All, <laughs> I don't think we have to take Orin with us. Yeah, no, I don't think so. We could take uh, Frampton or, or Ulrich if he's so cute. They're both pretty They sickly. are nearly dead. <laughs> <laughs> it might not be a day or so later. You never know. Orin, oh. it's fine. We, okay, okay. No, no, no. Nayari would take Ilika to be like, hey, Veld, look what we did. Thanks. Oh yeah, that's not bad. So I'll she's roleplay Ilica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, please do. Please do. Um, yeah, you guys can go over to Veld's and. I... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna start describing the scene there. If there's something else you want to do. No. Okay. <laughs> so you guys make it over to to Veld's shack, and you notice a couple of things that are interesting. One is that when you get there, it is half collapsed, as oh, it has shoot. been burned. <gasps> and when you get there you see that there are half a dozen hobgoblins like put up on stakes they're dead and oh, hung up shoot. holy crap <laughs> <laughs> she's my backup character she's totally my backup character and <laughs> I claim see... ownership Jesus yes. <laughs> yes, yes. you see that uh, she is there, alive, she's kind of sitting in a, a chair by the garden. Looks like it might have been the only piece of furniture that survived the, the shack. Um, and she's there, and she turns when you guys come near, and she looks at you, and she says, Oh, you're back. Uh, I see your friend's doing okay now. That's good. Yes, Veld, it's all thanks to you this would never have been possible if you had not helped us so yeah that's probably to, true i wanted to come and give my thanks to you in person again well you're welcome do you need more stuff uh not really okay do you have any I don't got a place to store it anymore so i don't know what that would really do and uh she's currently drinking some coffee I was gonna say, um, 
we came to thank you. That is true. Uh, but it is also kind of related to your situation. Uh, we have found a very safe place in the Fangwood uh, to stay. I-, I would feel better if you were with us because... Uh, and then he kind of looks at the hobgoblins. Well, I was worried that you might not be okay on your own, but if you do this... Yeah, well, it's a bit of a story. So, it wasn't too long after you guys left. A handful of hobgoblins came and they were trying to steal some of my stuff. So, I chased them off, which wasn't all that hard. There weren't too many of them. But I guess they came back and while I was out gathering herbs, they burned down my shack and destroyed my garden and... They killed my fox, so when I came back that day, I uh, wasn't in a good mood, and as you can see, this is the result, and she kind of points in the direction of all the dead hobgoblins that have been hoisted on pikes. I am sorry to hear about your loss, and he's being very careful to, to keep his voice, like, quiet, like, really, really, like barely above a whisper but you know still conversational kind of thing it's just hard to do (laughs) over digital um but yeah he's trying to keep his voice low because he knows she doesn't like sharp noises i I know that you prefer to be alone Uh, there may be a place Uh, we have some caves and if you wanted to remain alone that could be arranged but you would be safer with us i think and she so she was kind of sitting on her stool her three-legged stool mm-hmm. kind of looking over her destroyed garden sipping some of the tea that you guys left her and as soon as you say that she kind of like slowly repositions herself turns to look straight at you Iden, and she says really after what I did last time you're actually going to offer me that I'm surprised I didn't expect you to even want to come back in the first place. Veld, it is true. I do not like what you did to me. But I do not think that you are a bad person. I have not much room to be angry at other people. All my hate is at them. That's all I have the time for. So I would welcome you back. Roll a diplomacy. You know, I'm really good at those. With a plus two bonus. Sure. Maybe make it a little better than the speech in the cave. If anybody else, because I didn't really give time for, if anybody else wanted to pipe in and like add to it, you can do so and try to aid, but it's up to you guys if you guys want to say something to Veld or not. Nairi, what she would say, Veld, you have done so much for me and for my friend, and 
I really think that the best thing for you would be to get you somewhere safe. Uh, it's the least that we can do is to escort you back somewhere where you can find a small corner in this cave and keep to yourself, but at least you wouldn't have to worry about hobgoblins coming and burning down your house. Uh, and I, I know this might sound funny to say, but I know that gardening and, and crafting and and alchemy is important to you. We know someone uh, who trades with the Darklands. She can get all kinds of crazy materials uh, that maybe you would want. So it's not just for your own sake. Maybe you would like it. And uh, yeah, I'll roll my deployment. Yeah, so you guys can choose who you want to have to do the role and who can aid, or you can do separately if you want. Just let me know what, how you want to do it. Um, I... I'm going to roll on my own. Okay. Um, I would roll to aid, except that I don't think that's the way the scene plays out. Okay. You know, they're both yeah. asking for different reasons. Yeah, so you can both roll, and so Nayari, with your role play, Nayari, I'd give you a plus two, and Aiden, since you mentioned Navi, I'll give you a plus five rather yeah. than a plus two, because yeah. that's a pretty... <laughs> Yeah, thank you. That's a pretty good point to make. Yeah, she's interested in that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I did it. I did it. This time, Josh is going in the hut with her. (laughs) Wait, what? Wait, what? What's happening? I meant like before. (laughs) What implication are you making? Phrasing. Sometimes the things in my head don't translate well when they come out of my mouth. So. Just forget that what ever happened. What doing, like, shipping people? Like, kind of... I was not like, shipping anyone! The world's first analyst uh, therapist. It was... <laughs> <laughs> you have a problem with age gaps? This was not hey, what I, I had planned. I have no issue with planned. age gaps. Within a certain number of decades. <laughs> I was going the route of, like, now Aiden might get some visions from Veld oh. because he rolled higher diplomacy, so he went into the cabin like Nayari did. <laughs> but then you guys were like, oh! Yeah, so... No. Um, <laughs> 70s and 30s. I pull up her picture again, and the look on her face fits Jason's voice so well. It just really makes me happy. Can we get a? Can we get another look at that picture? Uh, it's in your journal. Yeah, um, I'll pull it up here. Oh, it's so great. NPCs Veld. I yes. carry a little locket of her from now on. Oh, oh man, I literally want like a like a a printout of Veld, and I want to make a medallion, and I want to wear it like every single day. um but yeah so you mentioned navi and how she is a traitor with the dark lands and all that and as soon as you say that like both eyebrows for vel to go up and she says well that that's actually yeah that's actually really interesting uh i might take up i might take you up on that offer now actually and with your roll of 16 plus the five from mentioning mentioning navi I would say that that's enough to increase her from indifferent to the next step up. Friendly? Yeah. Wow. Oh, you made a friend, Aiden. I can't yeah, believe she, it. She will agree to come back to the caves on the condition that you can find a place that she can be away from most other people. 
and and all of that. Oh man, I feel so proud of myself though, because I had that prepped for a hot minute. Like I was I was planning on doing that. So that's awesome. Yeah, and I will just say. We will uh, kind of gloss over most of the Gashma stuff, but did you want yeah. to look at look uh, look for him as well? Yeah, I want to kill him. Okay, are you going in a group for that, or is just Aiden going for that one? I I don't know if this is reality, but I think at this point, even mechanically, I could probably kill it myself if I get the jump on it. So yep. I think that that's the case. So if you're willing to hand wave it, I'll just roll a survival, a stealth, and two arrows. Yeah. Sure. Well, don't roll any attacks. Just roll survival. Um, I have for tracking. Yeah, I've got my favorite terrain here. Um, yep. Let's see here. There's nothing else that I need to worry about. Um, and I can attempt each day too, and I also yeah. get half my yeah. level to track. So however long you want. Yep. Yeah. So over time, it takes you a while, but. So most of the tracks on the ground would have been washed away by storms and whatnot, but you are aware of the indicative circular uh, scratchings on trees that Gashma is notorious for doing with his tusks. Mm -hmm. And you're actually able to uh, discern how some of those are more recent than others and whatnot. And it takes you some time. It probably isn't going to be like a one day thing, but over this time period, you, you are able to start to get a trail. And eventually, you get to the end of that trail, and you see what appears to be the remnants of a battle. You see a dead hobgoblin, for one, and you see a lot of broken tree branches. It's just there's a a lot of combatants that probably took place in this battle. There's blood in a lot of areas. The only remaining sign you see is a dead hobgoblin, though. You don't see Gashma, but you do see probably the faint trace of something being dragged away further into the forest but at that point the tracks start to get washed out a little bit once you leave the battlefield the tracks start to get washed out by the the rain and whatnot that has occurred in these past few days Mm -hmm. but you are able to probably pretty quickly discern that gashma probably ran afoul of a hobgoblin patrol and chances are didn't kill them all but it definitely looks like it took out one of them. But you get the idea, Gashma might might be dead. Oh, he might be dead already. Yeah, there was a lot of blood on the area, so either either that blood was from the wounded hobgoblins, or the blood is from Gashma, but the drag marks indicate that Gashma didn't, like, walk away. So they could have tied him up, could be dead, whichever one you discern to be more likely. Right, but uh, there's no feast for us in that regard. You don't think so. All right. And in that same time period, I'll say you don't see any track of the black feline. I was going to say you want to add two to that because that's what my favorite. uh, Yeah, you're you don't find any trace of it, at least not in the areas that you would have been looking for Gashma in. And last he saw it, it was so far away, actually, from anything that was going on. Yeah, last you saw it was actually moving south of the caves, which is a totally different direction than what Gashma was. Yeah, like, not even close to us, so he's not going to worry about that, and uh, he'll he'll make peace with that. You know, he's not the one to have done it, but what's dead is dead, and if not, it seems to have bothered them, so he'll take that as as, a what he needs. Okay. And with that, I think that's all of the loose ends pretty much tied up. Yeah, just the goblin thing and the other place, but those don't matter. About yep. Aubrin and, and, I, and Aiden. Yep. 
Well, I think that's going to be, yeah. Yeah, if you have a scene you want to do with her, you can go ahead and do that. I have it's, just one last thing before we end the session. So if you have a scene. Uh, it's not a lot. And basically, I'll tell you the objective. Like, he's going to say, like, what do we do now, basically, will be the, the gist of what he talks about. So if you just want to into that, okay. that's fine. Yeah, so you go to talk with Aubren, and you're kind of asking what to do and, and whatnot. But as you're actually making your way, we'll say couple days have passed you've come back from your <clears throat> from your scouting mission i think so a couple he, days have passed at this point i think a part of it too is good for Aiden. he probably wanted a little bit of time on his own <laughs> yep he spent nine ten days eleven days with these people now and as nice as you can get to know people it's also good to get some distance <laughs> yeah so you're actually making your way back uh and you're in the cave and you maybe take a an hour or two to set your stuff aside and get ready and then you're about to head over to Auburn when you all hear a scream coming from the entrance the mushrooms and as, and that scream is quickly cut short and then you hear in the goblin tongue a voice ring out in the caves and we can just assume that Oren is there so that I can tell you what the goblin person is speaking, because otherwise <laughs> nobody would know what it says. Um, Oren, you hear this voice yell out and say, Oh, you lizards! I've got something to tell ya! It's been two weeks since we last sent a message. It's about time you give us a reply. And we will end the session there. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the adventure as much as we did. If you'd like to watch these sessions performed live, be sure to find us on YouTube. Or... Follow us on Twitter at MildlyHeroic. <laughs>